0: nailing it yeah i feel like uh i feel like i'm finding my groove and it's it's super early i had uh i had two students today that uh simply they they left <laughs> in the middle in my photography and video video is advanced the photography is just like it's students for the first time they're like mr miller's a punk bitch we're dead we're Nah, and world. these guys i mean they were looking at me the whole time in the back left and i rock i locked the eyes with them and I, you know I, I was like what are you doing are you planning something because you know when you when you stare at somebody and it makes uh-huh. you look this is in the advanced class sus. or no no it's just regular photo okay um and then they know this that after i'll, I'll lecture because the, the classes are 90 minutes i'll lecture for 20 25 um i'll do a warm-up in the beginning so by that time it's like 30 minutes when they would normally be winding down for the end of a class in a normal schedule And so I, I, you know, I give them uh, an opportunity to ask questions. I go over all the things that we're working on, the things that we have to do. And then I say, all right, for the last hour, work on your projects. And that includes going outside and taking photos. Well, in the confusion of me answering questions for students, these two guys just left. (laughs) They left their stuff. So I knew they were coming back. But I panicked. And I was like, who do I call? And so I ended up messaging Lindsay and she says, you got to call admin. So I called admin, let them know. And then like five or six minutes later, this has been at least 15 minutes now they were gone. Clearly not coming back because they're supposed to, we have a pass system too, where people have to yeah. notify me that they're leaving. Yeah. They came back and I said, where in the heck have you guys been? And, and they both go, oh, we, we didn't know. We were at the main quad. And I told them at the beginning, I got to be able to see you. I got a big area too, huge area. Yeah, yeah. I need to see you. And so I said, I got to call back the front desk because I called admin on you guys. APB out for you guys. I know. So I called them back. <laughs> I t- and I talked with them afterward. They, then, you know, they played dumb, like, "Oh, I didn't know." So I had a mi- mild panic attack there for a moment when I, well, not really panic, but I was like, "Damn it! Already two weeks in, and, and I got people that are already leaving." So it's <laughs> and now- like, as an employee of the school, like, essentially,
1: you're in trouble if they are.
0: Correct. Friday. I mean yeah, I am. Yeah. I am supposed to be wa- you know, they're under my watch. Yeah. Right? And so if I if I let them out of the and classroom these kids 16 or something. Um yeah. Like yeah, they've got licenses to drive weird. or you know. So about 16. Uh those kids and then
1: were for sure smoking weed.
0: <laughs> they came back fine though. That's what I was checking. Uh-huh. I was like, "No, nah, they didn't look like they had anything." Yeah. You'd smell <laughs> it on them too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. And the other person that I work with in the department, she goes, "There's a couple of things that are going to happen. You might catch them Doing something in the bathroom, coming back, and you're gonna have to be the one that rats them out, or because our area doesn't have a lot of um, yard supervisors, there's a lot of students that hop over mm. the back wall and it's right there. And I can't. I, all I have to say is, she says you can't. Uh, you can't chase them. You just have to yell at them. Come back. <laughs> you know. Wait, no, come back. <laughs> yeah. <Willy Wonka> style. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> wait no come back oh my god yep (laughs) so that's it and i still feel like i'm getting close we got back to school night tomorrow so i get to meet some of the parents oh our back to school night is tomorrow yeah i'm sure it's like we went um went to charlotte and jacks last week and then Uh yeah i imagine that some of them are just going to overlap there's so many back to school nights yeah (laughs) yeah well we and ours is ours are in shifts so we have a
1: 5 o'clock and a 5.30. So we're going to the 5.30 because ugh, I'm going to have to get off work at 4 to pick the kids up from school, get them here, wait for the babysitter to show up at 5 so we can go at 5.30. And then I guess we'll try to do a day night out of that. So Oh, hey, yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah, because yeah. kids ain't invited to back to school night.
0: Yeah. Yep, they are not. I keep forgetting about that. I thought, oh, great, it's going to be all of us there and I'm going to have to, you know, keep them occupied, but then. She goes, nah, they're taken care of. Sweet, but we yeah. went back home. We didn't do anything. <laughs> we couldn't make a day night of it. What, what, what was one of those kids' names? Like, I
1: guess you don't want to dox them, but let's like let's let's, let's call, call them Bill him. and Ted, right? All right, let's call yeah. them Bill and Ted. So, like, I guess if you're yelling at them because they're leaving class, you're like, in Ben, Ted. <laughs> this is Jimmy. E. Puff. <laughs>
0: Oh man!
1: I guess I could have named them Ben and Ted, and then I could have right. Said and I in, thought, but I was like, "Ah, eh, we'll throw some Spanish in there." Yeah, I know. In Ben Ted, In Ben Ted, <laughs> In Ben Ted. That was. <laughs> oh man! Behind the scenes, Justin uh, and I are just getting warmed up. Oh <laughs> got, my gosh, man! Bitch. I got buttons now. <laughs> 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 That's what SOB was. That's great.
0: Yes, you saw it.
1: Yeah. I was like trying to find it. I didn't know if you would put whatever
0: in there yet. I haven't put it yet. I'm, I'm, it's going to be, that's yeah, gonna be go next, Joyce. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, whatever. The only bit of
1: housekeeping I have, or I guess news, is that Zach is on Mike Herrera's podcast that came out today. Um, so I started listening to that while I was setting up tonight. And they're deep in baseball talk right now, which is fun. Oh, um, for you! And it's you. funny because yeah. Mike's not a baseball man, so it's I say deep in baseball talk. They've just been talking about baseball for a while, but really, like, there's no deep discussion about baseball happening. Like Zach is just talking that baseball exists, basically. <laughs> wow, very top level, huh? And he's yeah, okay. And I guess you know the Something Loud tour technically starts next week, so that's the other uh, sort of big. Uh, Whoa, news. is it already then- coming? yeah and uh, so i talked to samantha nork who is a concert photographer that i plan to have on i think this episode now so i'm gonna get that interview (laughs) and get that uploaded to you for this episode so she's probably on this episode um but she's a concert photographer she's following them for the first four nights of the tour and uh she'll talk about uh she's been recently on um uh, my friend Ryan has a Blink One Eighty Two podcast called One Eighty Two News, and he had Samantha on, and she talked there about what I'll have her talked about here, which is like how do you get to photograph concerts and uh, and, and do that stuff for the artists that we all love. So um, that'll be a fun uh, a fun time. Um, so yeah, was, uh, uh, that's about all I have for housekeeping.
0: You have been busy um, in the background. I'll tell you what. And before you were potting, so I see all the DMs messages coming. <laughs> I see all the messages coming in that you're, you know, yeah. the
1: well Wes had a t ball today, so I was like standing in the shade and uh, and Just handling some it. pod business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Let me. Uh, I haven't even pulled up my show notes. Uh, oh, here they are. <laughs> so, uh, shall we jump into it? Yeah, man. Let's get song in, is in, invented <laughs> uh, from the album of the same name track 11 of 12 released September 28th, 2010 produced by Jimmy Eat World and Mark Trombino um, written by the band singer is Jim featuring Courtney Marie Andrews. Uh, uh, label. Shoot, I did not fill this out. Oh, uh, no. Uh, DGC and Interscope Records. That's David Geffen Company and Interscope Records. Uh, it is a Do I Get a Pickle With That song, according to ASCAP. There's no demo that I found. Um, they've played it 59 times, 47 of which was in 2011. The first time was November 10th, 2010 at Volkshaus. Zurich. Volkshaus, Zitze. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and most recently they played it September 29th 2011 at the Wiltern here in Los Angeles. So
0: I think I was there for that show. Were we? 2011, Dude, it sounds right. I think I searched for this last no, time when we no, did No, I evidence. was in Hawaii on my honeymoon. Okay. I think we discussed this. Because I looked... Yeah. I, I want to say I recently looked in my camera roll in 2011. I, I don't think I was. Yeah. Uh,
1: I also remember that because... Um, fake fun. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was a fake fun. Um, I went to the Wiltern a couple... Was it that? Sh- no, it was a different time that I went to the Wiltern and saw Blink. It was two years later. We got back from Tokyo, and it just missed Blink playing their untitled album in full. Um, but they added a show at the Wiltern, and I totally saw that there. So, um, so yeah, there it is. Notable high notes of B4 and A4. Notable low notes of D3 and B2. There are forty two point one thousand listeners scrabbled this two hundred and forty point three thousand times, 13 of which were from me. How many were from you? 98. Whoa, dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, and
1: and so how many Spotify
0: it's... streams does this have? Uh, let's, let me go back to that because I was just on this. I was doing a little Rave DJ Um research before I have, this i've had, <laughs> i've been striking out on rave dj and not just on, that on, things aren't
1: working or not that things aren't working orally it's that things literally just either are not processing or uh are not uh it just said uh, like for this song because it's a long and um i was trying to mix it with a typo negative song and it oh, told yeah. me both versions were both songs were too long you know, I was like, I was like, at least it tells me this now because I yeah. remember I used to try to feed it really long videos and it didn't say anything;
0: it just didn't process. But I was worried yeah, about it because it. it. it's seven oh seven, and it it actually processed. It finished processing a nice. couple minutes before you came on. Well, so. I didn't
1: process the regular version of the song; I processed an
0: alternative version. Oh, of the song okay, I tried to go with typo negative. <laughs> um, All right, play later, but yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Spotify, Spotify numbers. Um, it sits. I wish they did total listens for an album just it just aggregates them all. Uh this one is 1.7 million listens. Oh, wow, nearing 2 million. Yeah. Yes. I mean, um bad. and just to give you some context here, the opening tracks at 2, My Best Theory, uh the singles at 5.2, everything else is sitting around the same. I assume it dips lower as we get further into the album and this is an album yeah. cut, but it's
1: the title track so it's like uh-huh.
0: Yeah yep and i'm probably gonna say it a couple of times i think we talked about it when we did mixtape i could i could end the album with invented and be okay Mm -hmm. not that i don't love mixtape yeah yeah (laughs) not that i don't love mixtape but yeah it's it could it's an ender for sure for show yeah so uh d
1: major key a 10b camelot 82 bpm and 707 duration
0: um, and if you would like, we can jump into the lyrics. Oh, let's do it, man. I like these lyrics. Sometimes it's sometimes they seem hard to, uh, to decipher. Um, sometimes they're, they're short. This one seems like a good mix of amount of content and then stuff that I think you and I, if you were to sit down and go through the lyrics, you'd figure out probably the same story that I'm, I'm getting in here. Um, all right. So here we go. Invented is the name of this track. And we will see if this plays into uh, into into the context of the lyrics here. <sighs> I'll break the, the verses in half. Uh, and these are from Genius. So did you look at the album art? Uh,
1: in terms of uh, what?
0: Let's see. Uh, let me go into and share. Let me copy this image. You know what? I don't like that you can't drag out of the preview. You know what I mean? I'm going to copy this to my clip. And then I'm going to send this to you. So you can see, this is the image that's in the liner notes, and it's oh, the, I see a picture. You mean. Yes, I do. I'm have I'm sorry, that. the liner and I notes. Have, yeah, okay. I have. All right, those so the lyrics. liner notes handy has the same on the right side. Yeah, opposite the back of the, the lyrics. Yeah, the back of the neck of the same uh, the same subject that's on the front cover, walking through mm-hmm. that door. Okay, but the cool thing that I, I like to notice is after the first line, after after we uh, hear him saying Houston Street, it says in parentheses, like the city. <laughs> <laughs> right, which is cool. So I'll break the verses That's in true. half. Yeah, if it was if there was any mistake, when I first came to see you, I called it Houston Street. Could we meet? Show me all the things you see, and doesn't matter really where you go, you'll find some explanation of this, and this refers to uh, Houston Street in uh, downtown New York. And to me, though, in Manhattan. this in hmm? Manhattan, Manhattan. Oh, love Manhattan. Love a good Manhattan trip. Yeah, And I think that's what this guy's getting at here is when I first came to see you in New York, could we meet? Like, hey, want to meet up? Maybe he's just, maybe, I don't know if it was unexpected or if he's a little um, a little unconfident, but he goes, show me all the things you see. And it sounds like, uh, like perhaps a country boy may be coming to visit his city gal or a city gal, not necessarily his. Now the second half goes, I'm one more here. Some old time pioneer who believes with a shaken faith, I still have some cool. Uh, now it has—I can't remember—Tom like has, wrote this song. There's no rhyme. <laughs> has Courtney Marie Andrews joined yet? I think she was. Um, I'm one more here. Know. Some yeah. old time pioneer. Okay, I think she's in now. So I still think that this is this mm, is potentially from the guy's perspective. And maybe he's been around the block a few times, a little long in the tooth. I don't know why he doesn't have the confidence, lacks the confidence. Uh, And now he's among the attendants with her. uh, And he still thinks he's pretty darn cool. Maybe he does have a little bit of confidence or maybe it's one of those tongue-in-cheek things that he's just saying, you know, I I, I was always a cool guy. I grew up and I I had a leather jacket. Uh, And then shaken faith in this, I believe, is the definition of shaken faith is something you once believed was true and then was revealed to be false. So you still have, the, the the faith might still be lingering, but it's been shaken. Someone has told mm-hmm. you otherwise, and you're not like, what? You're second guessing yourself. So maybe he was believing something was to be true, and either somebody told him otherwise, but he's he's got shaken faith now. But still believes, nonetheless. And then we get into the pre-chorus. I could leave you here with your people, in quotes, if I'm the flag, you'd not prefer to wave. And now I just think that that issue of confidence or lack of is really becoming more apparent in this pre-chorus, uh, especially with having people in quotes. Is I the person that is uh, just saying, you know what? I kind of don't feel comfortable. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave you with your friends here. I don't really mix with your crowd. And it's one of those situations where she's probably going, no, I think I want you to stay, and I, I like who you are, but he's just not not having it. And then we jump into this beautiful chorus, which is still so haunting, how Jim and Courtney Marie Andrews kind of waver in and out of the lyrics and the harmonies. It's very And it's still very soft. I think we're still definitely with just the acoustic, right? And them too.
1: Yeah, where is are we in the lyrics? Else? I pulled it up in
0: Premiere. So you're, you're um, always in my head. Is there bass at this moment? Yes, I believe so. I'm going to hit play on my timeline. All right. Yeah, the shade All
1: right. probably right here you're
0: always yeah there's bass okay yeah it's definitely bass and and zach has definitely come in since since early on in the track um dipped out a couple of times but still very haunting in my eyes so you're always in my head you're just what i wanted i live in constant debt to feel you invented hey that's the name of the show (laughs) Uh, he, he constantly daydreams about this girl she is everything he's been looking for and he never feels like he's at her level maybe he's got her on a pedestal but he doesn't care because he just wants to experience her and i think this is a beautiful little part and maybe a closing to this instance of the story you're always in my head you're just what I wanted. He's being truthful in this moment. He's he's bearing his soul. I live in constant debt. I will never live up to the grandness, the the beauty, the amazingness that you are, and I I will can constantly feel you invented. Yeah. I, you are always going to feel new and fresh to me. Yeah, right. And I, I think I, that's I was the, hoping a, I put the playhead right when he said invented. But <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just going off the waveforms here. <laughs> uh, and then. I can't remember if it's, this is just Courtney singing. Both of them again. It might just be yeah. both of them the whole time, right? She's present, though. She's, like, super yeah. present. Right. And I love this, because anytime the words L.A. come out of Jim's mouth, you know, and that this guy, Jim, the man, and he says L.A. <laughs> just So in this track, specifically, this, is, this verse really resonates. Um, when I first came to L.A., I met you the old-fashioned way, too drunk and even worse, much too lonely. So it sounds like when I first came to L.A., I don't know if this is from the girl's perspective then and she has come to visit him in Los Angeles or if when he was in L.A. and maybe they were friends and visiting each other um, or if she was out there and then ended up moving to New York, uh, I met you the old-fashioned way. They went bar hopping um, and he found he was lonely. He had been alone too long and... Probably fell for her just hard, yeah. And then the verse continues. Thusly, uh, I'll leave it there. A busted homesteader who believes in virgin grace. Somehow, I'll stay proud. Man, man, he is good. Uh, and in this, I believe Jim is saying he's going to leave that story of him there. Or if if this was from her perspective, he's going to leave that story as it as it occurred in. Los Angeles just like one of those things where it's compartmentalized there it's in a time capsule um and it belongs there in the west which is where the homesteaders ran their farms so homesteaders by definition are people that came to the west to run farms and busted homesteader makes it sound like someone who tried to make it on the west coast and just couldn't couldn't hack it or was not made for that mm, clever i didn't i didn't realize that was the uh, etymology of homesteader yeah, I wanted to make sure because that's such a unique lyric there, uh, and and there's there's various definitions, but really they all came to I mean that that kind of description in one way or another. Um, a busted homesteader who believes in virgin grace somehow I'll stay proud. Uh, it sounds like sounds like he was just um, oh, I'm looking at the wrong the wrong lyrics here. I, I did not uh, finish saying that he was just looking for a friend before, but I think you guys could get that. So in Where? this one, when he says somehow, uh, even worse, much too lonely. I just said he was he was oh, very right, lonely yeah. by himself. Uh, and then in this one, who believes in virgin grace, somehow I'll stay proud. I think he's just giving her the benefit of the doubt or just or or chalking it up to just being a a uh, an immature young guy that was really looking for a girl at the time. And this this lyric here now sticks out to me because I, it's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh Any Sound dick can
1: roll
2: <laughs> in a suit. <laughs> yes. How
0: you say that so sweetly? <laughs> I know, right? Any dick can... It takes me out of the moment for a brief second. Any dick can roll up in a suit. But I get what he's trying to say. But only I would know what really moves you. Moves you. And I think that's what brings me back into loving the song. Even though that one line takes me a little bit out of it. I'm out of the... Uh, the vibe of the track. I think what he's saying here is that there are other better guys out there. I'm looking at you, Nick Hexum. Um, but, uh, but only he really knows her and what can make her heart skip a beat. And I love that part of it. That's like the salvation in that pre-chorus there is, but, but only I would know what really moves you. I'm the only one that knows, uh, what makes your heart tick. Ah, dude. And then we go into the chorus one more time and David, Damn it, this bridge, man! How this comes in? I've been, yeah. li- I, I love this, and when I'm running, this part pumps me up. <laughs> <sighs> this feels like a,
1: like, mm. a, like the end of a TV show, like two people, yeah, or like the end of Garden State. <laughs> <sighs> exactly, like two people running toward each other. Yeah. Yeah, Rick with the walk in the yeah. bass. Yeah, man, Rick's
0: killing it right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm gonna have a tough. I gotta dial it down because it. I almost want to say these lyrics at that same kind of that energy and volume that yeah. Jim sings this as with. Damn it. Okay, so it's there's a and this fits along with your image that you portrayed. There's a cinematic end. I picture it just right. Having trouble with the right words but you tell me with your eyes. But he says, eyes. Yeah, (laughs) baby. Mm. Uh, He sees their ultimate story ending with fireworks. It's grand. It's beautiful. It is cinematic and it's made for the big screen. Just like you imagine two people at the end of garden state running toward each other. That's exactly how it's pictured with how he sings it, how he builds to it and how it's delivered. Uh, And maybe he gets caught up in saying what he wants to say, but you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because her eyes and their reaction tells him all he needs to hear, and that's a beautiful thing. Is that when someone can provide you with that body language, evoke emotion with just a look? That's when you know it's really been been effective. Um, and then he goes on to just belt out a little more. There's something good I miss. There's something I can't find. Do you believe me now? Can you see it in my eyes? See it in my eyes. See it in my aha eyes. Uh, and yeah. I think this moment is his realization, his moment of clarity, his rise from the ashes that he's finally realized to be true to himself. And can you see this confidence? Like, this is me. Can you see this in my eyes? This confidence, this is who I am. Maybe I did come off as a little bit um, uh, a little bit weak or um, lacking confidence, but this is me. This is who I actually am. And this is that moment where I really feel like I use the the phrase that, you know rising from the ashes, but I really do. Like this is the moment that takes all of the the previous context and blows it away, and just says, "I know we met in L.A. and I came to see you in New York, and it was a little rough, but this is the I see a cinematic end for us. And if whether or not that's happening now, or if it's something that he foresees and says, I don't care, you're you're mine, you're my match, and this is." A cinematic end. Uh, it's a what an amazing. Yeah. Can we? End uh, this. I'm gonna listen to this part because this is an all time Jim vocal delivery.
1: Like he does this Ugh. live all the time, but I feel like it's not recorded as often as he does it. Yeah, fully. he's a fan.
0: that's cool do you think that that's an acoustic that they took and then shredded it through like distortion or something just with the way that he plays Hmm. it it sounds like it's got it sounds like the strings at the ends when he's sounds like it's got what when he's playing, going do 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 like he's right. just kind of noodling around a little bit. It sounds like it's got a, the strings have a little bit more depth to them, like they're going mm, through some see. kind of sound hole. I, I
1: mean, he's done it with "Goodbye Sky Harbor" live. Yeah, hmm,
0: could be there. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if that's live, one of those things that he does a, a you just distorted don't do.
1: acoustic for "Goodbye Sky Harbor" when he does the short version.
0: Yeah. With his little um, maton.
1: So it's it's, it's, possibly, it's, it's, it's possible it's
0: possible. Yes. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. <laughs> oh yeah, this this is Jim playing at acoustic here. <laughs> ah, yes. Goodbye, Sky Harbor. Nice. Oh. So yeah, those are the lyrics, man. <laughs> Those are them. Yeah. Man, Terrific. I love the lyrics. The story that he tells. Yeah.
1: And they're like, <laughs> in the liner notes, it's just one long brick of text. Like, it's not, oh, it's yeah. not broken up no first, break verse or anything like that. Nothing.
0: No. Gosh. Yeah, that, um, is, that is some meat.
1: So, before we jump into, because Courtney's so represented on this track let's listen i just did a quick google search this was the top song it was this video was released this year Uh, this is courtney marie andrew's song called satellite and i thought we could listen to a little bit of cma's solo work
2: you are a
1: forthcoming album, Loose Future. It'll be out on Fat Possum on October 7th.
2: She directed the video. He had
1: edited and produced it. And Adam Gundersheimer shot it. Top comment is: I heard this on an advert that popped up on YouTube. My goodness, mesmerized, enchanted, and trains. First thing that came to my head within the first five seconds of the song was: This is what angels can sound, part
3: eight. Now I'm a huge
1: fan, and feel blessed to have come across your heart.
2: Somebody else said the YouTube
1: That a vocal sample, you think that they're like turning into something?
2: Oh.
0: One one. Tight, tight. Um, couple of things. I forgot. I didn't want to. I didn't want to ride the game because it was just like a beautiful song. I did not hear a damn word you said. Over that <laughs> I whole thing. listed off the credits,
1: and two people in the comments saw this on an uh, on a <laughs> YouTube ad. Um, oh really? And that was how they found the song. Uh, it was what did it say? I, this I heard this on an advert that popped up on YouTube. So this song was used in a commercial for something, and also that this is from her forthcoming album Loose Future, out on Fat Possum on October seventh. And then I listed the credits.
0: Uh, Definitely, maybe you can ride the neat. game in post, so people. Can hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll be you'll be you'll be fine in post. It's just when it gives me both pieces of audio, it picks the yeah. louder one. And yours is just like squeaks eh. on the bottom, <laughs> but it sounds fine when I'm actually listening back to it. Yeah, it's uh, I need way more Courtney Marie Courtney Marie Andrews in my life. I realized um, oh, man, she's, she's got plenty good. of records. Let's see. I know. A look. Yeah, um, got to put you the know CMA like, radio on, baby. Part of me goes, I wonder why is this? Because you can write lyrics and vocal lines however you want. I'm like, why is this song so damn catchy? And I realize yeah. it's the one five six four chord progression. It's like the the uh, chord yeah, progression. True. Yeah. But she did it right. It sounded great. Yep. So yeah, Loose Future comes out. I'm adding it
1: right now on Apple Music. But uh, she's got at least five records here. Six full lengths since 2011. Yeah,
0: I'm going to give her a listen. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. She's got a Christmas song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a Christmas playlist you keep adding to? Yep. (laughs) Yep. It's going yeah, right
1: in there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Almost is the season.
0: Mm-hmm. It is. Gosh, I can't believe it. August. And, and September. Yeah. We're in the last third, huh? The last third of the year in just a couple of days. Yep.
1: Tomorrow I'll be able to get my pumpkin spice frap and my pumpkin spice scone
0: from Steesbees. How so how is there a specific date they do it or do you just yeah. check?
1: No. Oh, I mean, I Google it, but yeah. Okay. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I knew there would be a specific day. I didn't know if there was like an annual date that they said, oh, it's it's pumpkin spice latte day on August uh, It's usually it, it like I knew that the 1st of
1: September was coming up and it's always like a little before. So that's what made me Google it. And I was like, oh, the 30th. Great. Like I probably could have <laughs> gone to Starbucks today and gotten it. Um, and uh, there was a time Robert Leininger and I would always meet at Starbucks before work when we were working in the same office. And they knew I liked pumpkin spice so much that they would tip me off when it was gonna launch. They would give it to me a couple days early, and then at the end of the season, they would sell me a whole like sleeve <laughs> of the scones. It was the best. Sick. Yeah. <laughs>
4: oh, a
1: sleeve. Man, I'm so excited. Oh man. A sleeve. <laughs> All right, so Um, yeah, CMA, obviously we love. um, But I think that's the first time we ever listened to one of her tracks on the pod. Yeah, and And I'm glad we listened uh, to it in its entirety. So this is the longest track on the record, Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting. And I thought of this while we were listening to the track, and I'm not sure what it is, but this is... Up there with one of the least popular releases invented is since we're talking about the title track, we're going into the record itself again. And I do find myself like and here's the thing is a a not great Jimmy Eat World release is still a great release. So I'm not saying it's a bad record, but I do find my mind wandering more on this record than I do on, say, Futures, Bleed American Clarity, Surviving, maybe and uh, and Damage.
3: uh, this
1: damage right yeah both of these are like i find myself just kind of like zoning out more like i'm not ever reaching for a song that's on these records it feels like now when i hear this song again one of those where i like i know every movement i may not know every word to this song in particular but i know every movement i know when it's going to get loud i know when it's going to get quiet i enjoy it i'd be stoked to hear it live um that type of thing but just one of those things again, since we're talking about the title track on a record, we're going to talk about the record itself. So,
0: right. Um, yeah. Um, and somebody, I think I don't, I don't think I copied this one because I want to say we've gone through the, the, the social media or the community post for before, but it says someone asks is invented or damaged the concept album. And yeah, I saw that post. Right. And the answer is just Yes. (laughs)
1: in their own way yeah because damage is a breakup album right but this is a concept album in that and i can give you jim's quote um let me see where do i want to pull it up from is it from here Mm. there was like a quote from jim specific about the record itself and how uh yeah here it is this is in consequence of consequence of sound about Jim writing the record itself, Jim says words about how looking at pictures came to influence the songwriting on Invented. How that started was just purely a writing exercise. Before I realized I had so much material that could be a theme, there could be a theme for it. I would just kind of look through Cindy Sherman's Untitled Film Stills series or Hannah Starkey's Untitled Prince and just take 10 or 15 minutes to write everything I could think about from that scene, who that person is, who she's looking off camera to, where does she come from, everything I could think of to flesh out who that character was and what was happening. I just found that more interesting ideas from the sessions started working their way into the songs I was working on, most of the material uninvented, is one photograph equals one song. And I remember that being a big deal before this record came out. At least to me, which I thought I was going to love. And I have always maintained that I think that's what makes me not feel this record more. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel genuine. It's creative, but it doesn't feel genuine. It's like I'm gatekeeping myself, I guess. I don't I get I can see that. I'm not proud of my take, but I think that's why I never, like, drifted toward this record. Because obviously, like, so many great things were happening in my life at this time. Susie and I had just gotten engaged right when this record came out. And, uh, and you know, we were a, a year from getting married. And, uh, and so, you know, I guess, like, you know, you also think, like, oh, was I really stressed about putting a wedding together. Is that why this wasn't landing for me? Because also Blink came out with Neighborhoods. Blink was back together in the studio. It was taking a really long time. And when Neighborhoods came out, it wasn't great. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it was kind of like my two favorite bands came out with two records in that span of time. And I didn't love either one of them. So, I don't know. Well, you know, I, I guess do with that what you will, but...
0: Yeah. Well, let me look. I'm just gonna put in here into photos because I can't really remember all the things that happened in 2011. I mean, suck my balls. Uh, let's just see what some of the things.
1: <laughs> I just I love that I have this for those that are watching the video feed on Patreon. Um, I have a little tool now.
2: Carbon scoring.
1: You know,
3: <laughs> suck my balls.
0: <laughs> there was a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I think I, I had sold my condo. We were moving into the house. There were a lot of big things that probably took me away from this music. That Now, was this the record that you listened to a bunch while you were building your shed? No, your, your, that's Integrity Blues. Yeah, oh, Integrity okay. Blues was the, the building one. Um, in fact, we were in New York in December for this. It would have been the perfect time for me to listen to this album. Mm. Um, I just don't know why. And, you know, I'll listen to it. Like you said, you don't, I don't go necessarily searching for individual tracks on this album. Yep. But when I listen to it, it definitely takes me back, and I feel good listening to certain songs. This episode songs. will come
1: out just short, uh, just shy of the 12th anniversary of this record. Oh, man. So everybody, So everybody's homework is to go listen to Invented.
0: <sighs> yeah. And you should see even, it, there's, I think, a handful of the community uh, comments that it's people that realize they've been sleeping on the record, and they go, how am I just now realizing that this is an amazing record? Um, and maybe it is what you said. It doesn't but feel genuine. because i in the
1: cross-section he's... of people that say that and the people that go back to it.
0: All right. I was going to say, they may have that realization, but maybe they don't come back to it. They go, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I made that comment eight years ago. Huh. Right. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that that data could be, uh, because could be useful. In the bridge this on out. this
1: song? Incredible.
0: Yep. But a
1: reach for the album, a bridge does not make. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. Gosh. We'll, we'll, I, we'll sum I'd, it up later, but yeah. Yeah, we I, will I, on. To touch on that. So I've got some <laughs> blurbs here. Song Fact says this is the title track from the seventh studio album by Arizona rock based, uh, Arizona based rock band Jimmy Eat World. The song finds vocalist Jim Adkins singing about someone who is deeply in love, but is struggling to express it in quite the right way. So you remember when I couldn't stop shutting up about that fly in my beer? Oh, yeah. Now that I've mentioned that tomorrow I'm going to have Pumpkin Spice Starbucks, like, my mouth is watering like I'm very excited. I can't stop thinking. I'll tell
0: you that. what, when you said it and I thought and I don't usually go looking for it. But when you mentioned it tonight, maybe it's because I just have a big glass of water here. At uh, least, it's, Yeah, it's just flavorless. And I thought, man, pumpkin spice would taste really good right now. Yeah. Like, I want to be like this. But like, <laughs> just it's going to be 100 plus for the next 10
1: days. Like, yeah, here. <laughs> just yeah. go into some place that's really cold.
0: You know, Aren't Starbucks I, really ice is, cold be,
1: because I work from home. Like, I'm pretty good about like keeping my room nice and cold. Like, I don't yeah. know that it's hot. Like, yeah. I've been very quiet. Like, I don't know if you noticed. Like, I haven't complained about the summer much this year. Like, Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> and like, I walk the dogs in the morning, and it's whatever. You know, it's like 75, and then I walk the dogs at night, and it's like 75 because I don't want to take them out in the heat. So, oh, yeah, like, you know. Um, right. I don't know. I'm, I'm surviving, man. Anyway, Wikipedia says, Adkins <laughs> states that each song is its own closed narrative, remarking that this album's title invented referred to a track that he felt sums up the mood here. Also could be taken more literally as this album is the deepest into character writing we have tried so far. So that was what I liked from that particular blurb is uh-huh. that this song Sums up the mood of the album, and I think that's pretty accurate. You've got yeah, uh, really harmonic melodies, and you've got peaks and valleys uh, in terms of yeah. mood uh, and and right. volume and rocking. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. And it, and it's a little rougher on the edges, like toward the end of that bridge, you know. Um, with the yeah, it pointed. almost
0: sounds like they're just setting their guitars down, like they just finished. It's their yell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The invented. Dude. I, maybe I must you're have right, said dude. this before.
1: Invented is Jimmy Eat World's Pinkerton.
0: Yeah. How do we and how do we it even it even has the same shades that brown shade on the, on yeah. the front. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's what I'll do. Um.
3: Let's
0: see. Uh, I'll do I'll rave DJ. There you go. All right. <laughs> With, uh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which track you're going to pick, man, because any one of those tracks on there, man, takes me to God, 1996, David. Uh. <laughs> let's see. I'll, I'll continue in song facts uh, down at the bottom. Going beyond the whole Hannah Starkey, Cindy Sherman thing. Uh, lead singer, Jim Adkins explained in a track by track on the friends of enemies site that the song refers to a person who is playing off their lack of success by defining themselves as the perpetual underdog. My, uh, and then Jay
1: uh, is working. I'm very
0: excited. He invented, he added that the song cut is in a way, the female perspective of the male perspective of invented the song. So this is, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so what he's saying is, uh cut and invented go together and cut is the female's perspective invented is the male's pers- the guy's perspective sweet yeah so it isn't even though he's got harmonies in there I think it's just added because CMA has a beautiful voice harmonizes with him so well and then is the recipient of that that exchange but really it's just him him saying that he's not confident I have a huge blurb <laughs> from <laughs> so it's not really a blurb this is from a write up um Oh, is this posted a, on? What is it? Yeah, go ahead. Get Alternative? Yes. The Alternative? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to A-B uh, this? Yeah, let's A-B this. Do you want to go down to the bottom where it says- Of um, the select songs? Re- yes. Yeah, let's do that. Perfect. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, since you had this first, go ahead. You can. Uh, you can do that first part of it. Of the select songs on Invented that still regularly
1: get their due, it's the title track that gets the most well-deserved respect for a band who's constantly turned in epics of all Statures, whether they're running out the tape on the ambient outro to Clarity's Goodbye Sky Harbor, or they're filling the room with perfect rock and roll diary entries on 23 or Dizzy, Invented still stands out as perhaps their most unexpected and creative. A raw, whispering acoustic track for the first several minutes, Invented is the song in which Adkins is most committed to the record's character exploration, in a raspy whisper backed by Courtney Marie Andrews' soothing vocal textures. Adkins spins a narrative of repeated missed connections, of loaded mispronunciation, when I came to see you, I called it Houston Street, or of depression, depressive overindulgence, I met you the old-fashioned way, too drunk and even worse, much too lonely, of inflamed self-doubt, I can leave you here with your people if I'm the flag you'd... Uh, not prefer to wave it's an enchanting intimate performance that slowly reveals a portrait of a person who's clearly has a lot of work to do on themselves suddenly though the spell is broken or perhaps one is cast suddenly an interjection of guitars of ra- raucous moving rock and roll suddenly a daydream an imagined scenario in which the narrator gets everything they're not ready for just yet There's a cinematic end. I picture it just right. Having trouble with the right words, but you tell me with your eyes. There's something good I miss. There's something
0: I can't find. Do you believe me now? Can you see it in my eyes? And just like that, it's over, gone. Adkins and Andrews are back to their hushed duet. The reality of doing the work overwhelms the invention of romanticized perfection. It's one of the most emotionally overwhelming moments in Jimmy Eat World's catalog. No small feat. So it's no surprise that it leads the rest of the album's tendency to be pushed aside. That tendency to be forgotten, by the way, is wholly undeserved. While Invented may not be my favorite Jimmy World album, it has held that place in my esteem and probably will again. And that really means something when it comes to a band that's as important to me as this one is. And one of the reasons for this is the very thing that probably pushed the album to the margins of Jimmy World's discography in the first place. Timing. Invented was the first album that the band released when I was fully along for the ride. I fell in love with them about a year after Chase This Light came out and felt the full weight of their classics throughout my first years of high school. But Invented was the first of their albums that felt like it was mine. The first time I got to listen to each single as it came out. The first time I got to experience the excitement of seeing the artwork for the first time. I was 16 years old when the album was pronounced was announced and my best theory generated controversy on the absolute punk boards. I remember reading several pages of arguments about how the single sounded too much like Fallout Boy. Don't ask. The first indications that maybe the time wasn't as ripe for Jimmy World as it once was, but I loved my best theory when it came out, and I still do. Suck my balls! So good. Hmm. <laughs> I remember
1: when uh, uh, Jason brings up the too much like Fall out Boy, uh Boy uh, yeah? point later too, yeah. <laughs> It's funny. My best theory
3: rules.
0: (laughs) It does, man. The uh, the high hat. That's a great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Yep, Zach going to work. Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, Sweet. Oh hell yeah! I got myself a rave DJ. Yeah, baby. Uh, all right. So um yes, that is a terrific long blurb uh that I have uh, I, I reference a lot when we talk about the album, um, because they mention all the songs on the record, but um I was exciting to go through that one specifically for this uh for this episode since it's the titular track.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh let's jump into uh let's see. I read that one. Here is Uprocks. Did their top 30, and this landed at, uh, I've done this to you before, let's see if you remember, the year Mickey Mouse premiered. Oh, God. 1925. Close. 28. Invented. 2010. <sighs> Critic Andrew Unterberger recently asked whether the Human League's Dare was the only example of a classic album that backloaded its three best songs at the very end. There were a couple common responses, Celebration Rock, Purple Rain, several for Automatic for the People. I'd nominate Invented, even if it has only reached the status of Aged Surprisingly Well as opposed to Classic. I think that is a very good sum up of this album, by the way. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's Classic, but it's aged surprisingly, surprisingly <laughs> well. Um, as they typically do uh, after their streamlined pop rock albums, Jimmy Eat World tried a little bit of everything on Invented. A reunion with Mark Trombino, the first Tom linton leak vocal since Clarity, acoustic strummers with strings, songs written from the perspective of Cindy Sherman photos, and the results were predictably scattered. The one through line was Adkins' focus on storytelling that he hits a peak on Invented's penultimate title track. He's occupied this kind of space before on ten if you don't don't disintegration and kill just to name a few a drunk who can't keep things together just enough to clearly see everything around him falling apart They've also made compelling use of female vocals from the likes of Rachel Hayden and Liz Fair, but whereas they mostly provided harmony, the presence of future alt-country darling Courtney Marie Andrews makes Invented feel like a conversation, establishing an intimacy that holds even as Invented explodes at its Aquanet glossed bridge. (laughs) That's great. I mean, it explodes (laughs) quite literally to the point where it sounds like a mastering error. That's true. Uh it's a kind of song that would typically require a come down immediately after, and instead it's followed by the equally massive mixtape, which fortified Atkins' heart sick solo version with strings and cranked drums. Where uh went all the takers, baby. Do you still have what they want? Adkins asks, a poignant question for a band whose critics were judging mostly on a commercial performance rather than artistic growth. Ten years later, mixtape and invented can be seen for what they really are, the backbone of Jimmy E World. Man, Up Rock's bringing it. Yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, there might have been more, but I realized that my paste ended up... <laughs> Um, <laughs> running uh, out, running out. Yeah, it let's sounded like can, it ended just fine. Let's see if I can find it in my clipboard. Right. Hold on, I'm interested. <laughs> like it just said, the backbone of Jay, and I was like, hmm, uh, let's see. If I do that and I search for something as innocuous as so, like, yeah, I've got it all right here, baby. <laughs> the backbone of Jimmy Eat World's most underappreciated album. Boom, mm, that's mm. the end of the that's the
0: end. Wow, so close! Yeah. So close. All right. Uh, all right. You got something for me? I got a couple of small little things, both Sweet. from Rock Sound, uh, Rock Sound TV, but kind of cool because these came out in 2010. So it's almost like we're uh, along for the ride of, of when the, the album is being announced. So this was July 20th, 2010 at 418. Jimmy World reveal cover for Invented. Mm. Yet more details of the upcoming album are being released. Last week, we had no idea we'd be hearing new music from the ever-wonderful Jimmy world. Now we've got a title, the name of the first single, a release date, and the cover. It's worth mentioning that no one's actually heard any music yet, so it's all complete speculation to say whether or not it'll be any good, but here's a blind prediction. It's going to be good. And that's that, hopefully. <laughs> that's <laughs> I love good. it. It's going to be good. Rock Sound um, TV. That's not ARTV. Okay. No, it's not. No, that'd be cool, though. Uh, this one actually has a name associated with it. This is uh, Rock Sound TV, uh, September 28th, uh, 2010. Uh, ben Patashnik. I've read this one before for just because they mentioned so many other tracks from this album. Uh, Jimmy World's seventh record is Charming and Tender. Prepare yourself. The first thing you notice about Juice's seventh record is how polished and shiny it is. Bad news for fans hoping for a return to the rawness of their earlier output, but the game plan soon becomes evident. Cut, Little Thing, and Evidence are as charming and tender as anything they've done before. But varnished with longtime cohort Mark Trombino's production, they become rather hard to fall in love with until repeat listens unleash their true charms. Coffee and cigarettes and the title track slowly uncurl themselves over the course of a few days. And before you know it, it feels like Jimmy World never went away. <laughs> uh, I love how people can write these things that feel so real. Eh, they slowly uncurl themselves over the course of a few days. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you take their time.
1: Let's uh, let's let's look at some tweets. I've got four tweets and an Instagram post from Zach alone. Uh, tweet number one. Is Zach saying okay? I'm gonna have to go back through the archives here. Okay, Zach posts about the Jane in January of 2021. Are people s- more stoked for futures or clarity based on pure numbers? Probably futures based on total feels, maybe clarity based on my unscientific polling. And this is about, um uh uh the Phoenix sessions, so he goes on and on about how they produce them, and here we go during futures, we had to deal with the falling out with trombino, oh okay, so this is a bunch of trombino stuff. let's talk about this. A little background on both these albums as we look forward to their broadcast. The mindset we had as a band during the making of both these albums could not be more different, like polar opposites of the spectrum. With clarity in our minds, we made that album with the mindset that it was likely the end of the road for us. This would likely be the last opportunity for us to make an album with the benefit of a major label budget. But it was yellow energy every day. Damn the consequences. And we made it without the impression that anyone, label, small fan base, had been waiting on the edge of their seat to see what we'd been up to. We didn't feel any expectations. It was fuck it. This might be it. So let's throw the kitchen sink at the, the sink at the thing with futures. We were in a position to make an album in a completely different context in every way. First expectations had fallen into our laps, like a fucking atom bomb for obvious reasons. We never dealt with that. Uh, It was the first time making an album where we didn't have this feeling like we were getting away with something. Uh, Whatever we were doing was going to be scrutinized by an expectant crowd. We had to learn to deal with that, and that was definitely a process. It's probably why we had to make the album twice. There was an incredible amount of pressure during Futures, and it was by far the hardest album to make, but we pushed through. Guild Norton Norton was was pivotal in that. During Futures, we had to deal with the falling out with Trombino, and then our label DreamWorks. Being bought out by Interscope, the label, the one label that completely uninterested in signing us before Bleed American, hiring a totally new production team, spending a stupid amount of money. <laughs> and uh, this is from, what is this person's handle? Shortcuts to hell. Lonely if you go, uh, so shortcuts to hell, user shortcuts to hell. Uh, I've never heard about the Trombino fallout. What happened? Zach says, basically shit got weird and contentious. We had to pull the plug on making the album because songs were not ready yet. He had a project that he had to go into and it caused scheduling issues and shit just got dark. It was time to turn the page and shortcuts to hell says, damn, I see Trombino uh, uh, and Jimmy world is a legendary combo though. I didn't realize he was the drummer of drive like Jehu until I was researching who produced y'all's albums and saw that he had credits for them. So crazy. So, Zach then quote tweets that and says, Mark is supremely talented and also a very sweet guy. We went through a rough patch and have since squashed it. He mixed, invented, and fucking murdered it. Eternally grateful for that man. He taught us so much. So, specifically, notice that Zach says here he mixed, invented, which he did mix, invented, but he also is listed as a producer. But if we go to... I'll have to find it. Shit. Um... But it has to do with the production of the album. And it, and that basically it was the first time they ever recorded themselves at Unit 2. And they basically handed the sessions to Mark and he added his production flourishes. Right. It wasn't like he was in the studio with there them the while time. they were recording and engineering and everything. Yeah. Um, right. I'm sure I will find that blurb later because I didn't tie it in with that tweet but uh, as a little preview of what's to come later. So that is tweet number one, I, although I read a bunch of them. <laughs> uh, next, uh, this is that same day. So let's go, because this is Zach quote tweeting somebody. Um, so somebody responded to Zach saying, Mark is supremely talented, blah, 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 blah. This is EFP722, says, Invented is so underrated, and it's one of my favorites from Jimmy Eat World's discography. Would absolutely love to see a live production of it after futures and clarity. And uh, Zach says playing invented live and in full would be a trip. There are so many songs off that album that we've never played that alive. It would be an adventure sorting that out. Um, and then you've got a bunch of people in here that say invented his beautiful album would love this so much uh, cut invented movie like coffee and cigarettes. Ugh, I want this chapter added too. Um, And last one is from, renicky 19 says i went to a great show on that tour and i still remember how evidence sounded massive live i would love that album straight through so that's another tweet about the uh album and song here is another tweet from zach regarding this i just <laughs> this is, he just uses the word invented i just invented mayonnaise <laughs> ranch or ranch <laughs> mayonnaise it comes in regular or butter flavor also it makes a great band name that was march 30th 2015 well, like I retweeted that from the band from the uh, pod account. <laughs> um, uh, what did he mix it with? Uh, ranch and mayonnaise or mayonnaise and ranch. Okay.
0: Uh, I have a question for you. I mean, before you continue, sure. Um, I was at probably one of those places like Aldi where that you find stuff that's made by like craft, but it never really hits, and so they offload that stuff to like these smaller places. Uh-huh. Uh, came across a jar food for love ketchup maybe that's what that's what it was i want to say it was aldi though ketchup aldi, and like, mayonnaise aren't
1: they the, they're the trader joe's company so i assume that everything at aldi is like aldi brand okay but i don't well, know. i've never this, been to an aldi
0: i can look it up because there was one of two names um but i know it they was either called trader joe's yeah okay yeah. this this stuff was it was a mix of ketchup and mayonnaise and i sent it to my buddy alex because he's grown up and his mom always said hey i'm going to make you some fancy sauce and fancy sauce was essentially ketchup and mayonnaise so i said hey it exists it's a thing but i wasn't sure if they went with mayo chup but i thought kitchen would have K-Chinaise, been a's yeah what do you think kitchen or mayo chup i've definitely seen mayo chup in the
1: stores <laughs> and i didn't think twice about it but i really like kitchen a's yeah me too kitchen I- Hmm. i don't know what it is about it. it sounds like something else Dijonais? Almost, no, I was like, it almost sounds like it has onions in it. Like,
0: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess because the Ketchin onion. I guess. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's why uh, we talked about them having a board meeting about it and just how fun that would have been. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I they yeah. also have cranch. Cranch, yeah. Yeah. What is this? This is called mashups. Yeah, man. Mayo must, mayo chup, and cranch. Mayo must catchd how do you know call catcherd I'm gonna I'm gonna read you I'm gonna read you no, no, that's not the good. one the one the one single one star review on here um I wish I, could I didn't give a series one <laughs> One fourteen twenty two. so recently Items are bundled. If you want one particular flavor, you have to purchase all three. Two of the three have a two-month expiration, and another a (laughs) three-month expiration for the price. And a short expiration is very unsatisfactory, and certainly not cost-effective for a budget. It's thirty bucks for this three-pack. No way. That's silly. Wild. This must just be off. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Here
1: is the last little bit, and I'll send you this uh twit pick. This is um, and it and it still works too. Uh, the tour setup this is August 4th, 2010, so right before the invented tour. The tour setup is healthy and growing, added crow tails and a ballad snare. Hashtag invented, and he posted a twit pick, and the picture works surprisingly. So, here in incoming to you, and I think. So, let me look up what these are. You see those little bell time chimey things on the left of his snare there? That's oh, yeah. how he was playing Clarity on the Clarity Live Tour. Um, he was playing those little things that look like symbols. Are those crow tails? What are those? Those Crotales. look like... I, th- I was going to say yeah, they were chiming,
0: but you're right. How do you spell that? Is it's a such per- a
1: weird... I'm going to put this and watch together. Yeah. This dude's nailing it. Well, cool. We've this mystery solved. I never knew what Zach was playing here. Video, percusao. crotales. This sounds like a Twilight Zone episode.
0: (sighs) No, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It's a robot god damn it let me out of here <laughs> why does he keep looking at the camera Looks like he's in trouble so, like you gonna stop me or what getting it? this
1: is like <laughs> hey man you can't play that in here he's like oh yeah <laughs> fucking stop me yeah hmm. why why is he just hitting them with different is- mallets like come on man no one's hearing the tone. <laughs> Difference. I'll be honest, it sounds the same to me. Yeah. Anyway, this is how he played the beginning of uh, yeah. A lot Yeah. Carbon scoring here. Looks like you boys have seen a lot on of on with the fucking malice. Fight my <laughs> 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 Oh, here, let me go to the... Uh, <laughs> or the, the okay. Jokes aside, There's some people fort? realize the oh, video... He's Interesting. Jokes aside, some people realize the video idea. It was recorded to be shown to a group of people who did not know what the Cortales instrument and how it sounds different with different mallets. For something recorded, improvised in a few minutes, and then placed in a blog that has the idea of showing some tools and techniques for training from beginner musicians. I thank my good friend Pedro Versalino for being the guinea pig in recording. Oh, cool. Oh, so that then first Ronnie one I Glazer, left 10 years ago says this video is great for hearing how the crotalis sound with a load of different mallets when you don't have a whole set nearby or need to compose for them. Thanks. So just like I'm over here saying nobody cares about hitting it with the different mallets, this dude, and apparently most other people, <laughs> but I like this guy right here. <laughs> uh, where yeah. was it? Where was it? <sighs> His countenance is so serious. Laughy face. <laughs> Now what's countenance? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so this is one full a person's face uh, or facial expression. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you said, it looks like he's he's gonna get in trouble after too long. And what's a ballad? Um, anyway, go ahead. So this goes from C to C. So it goes. It's one. Mm. Um, it's one octave. Got it. And those. It's basically like a little keyboard. Yeah. Oh, do, 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 do. All right. Yeah.
1: So my guess Very is cool. that, t- that that that. Um, it's not he's not like a, it's not a Travis Barker setup where he's got a floor tom on either side of him that is a that's a concert snare or what he's calling a ballad snare to his left so he's got his normal snare right by his hi hat and then the cortalis and the ballad snare to the left so that's pretty cool is that oh, Jim in a- the
0: background of the computer
1: oh God, in shorts yeah man shorts. in like oh my golf God. shorts i had those shorts Jeez. You know what? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's Mark. Yeah, it could be. But that looks like to zoom Tom in. standing there with a the blue shirt there. Yeah. No, Tom on, is on the left. That's Tom's. Oh, that's what I mean. What did I say? Yeah, the blue shirt Oh, wait, in the Yeah, middle? you're right. Who's this skinny guy? Is that Rick?
0: Could be. I mean, I don't imagine Rick having a... a f- I mean, it looks like they just came from, like, a Mexican restaurant. No, I'm looking crop. at it. I'm zoomed way in. That's Jim, just in golf yep. shorts. Jeez.
1: And like some sort of, Is he in socks? Dude, Are he's his not... Shoes he's no, no, no,
0: Dude, he is in sockless white. They look like white um, canvas dude. boat shoes. Dude. This is not your usual gym. This look is at Sunday that Apple gym. Cinema display. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've
1: seen that Apple Cinema display in other videos. That's good. Look, I love a full trash can.
0: Oh, my God. Talk about full trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's beyond full. There's crap on the side. Well, they got music to make. They aren't messing around. I wonder what's on his shirt. It looks like something. Yeah, that's like 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 NVIDIA. Is it NVIDIA? (laughs) (laughs) He's a gamer man. GameCube? Yeah. (laughs) GameCube
1: shirt. (laughs) Man.
0: He he didn't plan on going in that day. No, he did not. (laughs) I was washing the car and then I got a call. Yeah. (laughs) What's up,
1: guys? Come on. All right, so that is uh, good. That's find, good that We learned man. about the Crotalis. Um, all right, and then there's an Instagram post from Zach, and this is from okay January 2015, but it says uh, Throwback Thursday, tour Eurobus, Ghetto Dice Games, Ricky Birch, and the Vegan Pork Chop, A Wall, GMA. Um, that's a lot of acronyms and things, uh, but. Uh, It's basically a picture from them on the bus during the tour playing dice or playing craps in the uh, in the bus, (laughs) which is amazing. That's kind of vegan pork chop is not a uh, an active user anymore. Uh, Ricky Birch commented hashtag French quarter Uh, mini half which is uh, Robin's. uh, I don't think he's in the mini bosses anymore, but um, uh, they they commented their account. Awesome. Pick. Dude, that is. That's a neat pick. So, uh, that is that. And now I've got a ton of Jimmy World stuff uh, tweets if you want to go through those. Sure. Let's right. do it. Jimmy Eat World, here is their new album announcement September 28th, 2010. Our new album, Hashtag Invented, is out today. We're extremely proud of this album. We hope you enjoy it. And then remember when you could cross post to Facebook if you put Hashtag FB at the end? So, this has that. Yeah. <laughs> so, this went to their. Uh, this went to their um uh, uh Facebook as well. Uh here is a Facebook post, and I think I reposted this from the uh uh from the pod account. Yeah. What's your favorite lyric from invented and why? Um and obviously all the comments are eleven years old. Um, but uh come on, na 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 is the top comment here. <laughs> Um and then uh, lots of other comments let me search for invented uh oh yeah F- little thing he says the word invented it's uh it was always half invented but the other half was good um which is kind of an interesting somebody i i found somebody had posted a cover saying that they had played invented and then i went and played it and i was like no this is little thing so i was like oh is this where uh <laughs> I thought that same thing. Things I realized like, well, that. It says the word. Um so there's that. Uh here's another tweet uh from the band. This is November 10th, 2010. We're going to play our song Invented Live for the first time tonight in Zurich. So, there's a uh, proof that they were correct on uh what's it called? Um setlist.fm that Zurich was the first uh the first time they played it. Um, this was kind of cool. They did an unlock invented game, uh, bitly.com or bit.ly slash unlock dash invented help unlock invented. I could not find an archive of this where it worked. So like, um, I, I just don't know what the, what the game was. Does that Uh make sense? Yeah. Um, I'll paste this to you. Maybe you have a more, you know, uh you're more skilled at archive.org than I am, but like it just went to the website. So there must've been some sort of either flash based game or something. Um, uh, I'm so sorry. So I keep seeing this tweet. I I'm looking, I'm always looking to see if somebody comments, right. If, uh, if there's any comments in the thread, but the way that Twitter works, if you're on the Twitter website is instead it'll post, you know, the, the, the top, trending tweet or what check this stuff out more tweets right uh-huh. and this guy matt turner island is quote tweeting this guy kevin walsh who posted not 3 days ago i'd rather eat my own dick right <laughs> and Jeez. they're commenting on something we're all backing trust liz are you i don't know what this is trust liz okay this is united kingdom government official so somebody named liz is on there and uh and the somebody some verified UK guy says Jake Barry says, we're all backing trust, Liz, are you? And Kevin's comment was, I'd rather eat my own dick. So this guy, Matt Turner Allen, posts yesterday, my friend Kev died yesterday at 42 following a cardiac arrest. This is the last thing he ever said on social media. This is how he'd want to be remembered. <laughs> Jeez. Like 55,000 likes and 40 almost 4,100 retweets. That is such a... Cr- I mean, what it's terrible poor kevin died but the fact that his last tweet ever was i'd rather eat my own dick i than rather eat my own and his friend said this is how he would want to i be mean <laughs> it's so good.
0: that does make me feel a little better but still what a sad ending oh <laughs> kevin man you to a real one yeah liberal
1: democrat father geek and lover of the arts views are my own as are the spellings unfortunately from bolton england so yeah Oh, oh man, he also said you. on June 25th, Dear America, you are a bunch of fucktards. Sincerely, the world. And, you
0: know, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> Kevin had such a way with words. <laughs> right. And uh, do you think that that would be something that would go on his headstone? I think it would. If he oh, was yeah, at, yeah, like he an was... ever loving. Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is how he would want to be remembered. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So uh,
1: here it is. Yeah, Jimmy I am the world. fruitless this is... here. September 15th, 2010, pre-order invented at newberrycomics.com and receive an autographed copy while supplies last. So um that's kind of cool. And I remember when I bought my vinyl, it came with an autographed CD insert for this. So I wonder if that was part of the Newberry Comics uh promo or something. Hmm. Um there's more. There was a secret show. Um And uh, this was September 16th, 2010. Just finished playing a secret show in Scottsdale. So great to finally try out some hashtag invented tunes. Hashtag FB. Um, So that was a uh, cool little thing. There was a golf contest just then. I was on my honeymoon. But could you imagine? You and I would have been all over this. Invented, (laughs) available at Amoeba LA now. Buy the CD or LP and hit golf balls with the guys on... September 29th, before the sold-out will-turn show, hashtag FB. Dude, I would
0: have loved to do that. How many people got to go, you think?
1: Yeah, I don't know.
0: Couldn't have been more than a handful. Or you just, they you got to watch them play, and you were on the side. <laughs> You know, (laughs) there's no, (laughs) no, it says hit golf balls with
1: the guys, not, not watch the guys hit golf balls. (laughs) It's like going over to a friend's house and watching them play a video game. Hey man, that's cool. Here's something else I retweeted, uh, Fox theater show, which I did go to. This was September 28th, 2010 Pomona crowd front and Oh, how is it possible? I wouldn't have gone to this. I was still on my honeymoon, right? Oh, we got married. We left for Hawaii on the on the eleventh. I feel like we were married on the ninth. Did we fly on September eleventh? Um, I'm gonna find this out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> um, you can do that. Gonna... I did have a couple of of things that uh, do. that yeah, are yeah, still yeah. bad. Please do that while I'm finding this. Sure, go ahead. Uh, one of them was uh, I liked this one because this uh, this individual Jay Bennett at the Phoenix New Times just loves. This album, and this was on August 12th, 2010. And uh, I'll, I'll do the beginning and then the little bit about Invented here. Uh, Can any good come from my criticizing the work of hometown heroes, local legends, scene benefactors, all-around nice guys, Jimmy World? Answer, no. They're more important than me, richer than me, more musically talented than me, and have millions more fans than me. And then they go on to talk about the tracks themselves. The title track, despite its seven-minute length, is my favorite song on the record. The second to last song on the record. It's a slow and slow burning song with some pretty female harmonies. In it, the narrator seems to be singing about unrequited love that's going on in his head. Then it kicks into a wall of sound finale. It was one of the few times on the record where I got real without all the cloying earnestness found throughout. Nice. What was that last (laughs) word? That second to last word? (laughs) uh, cloying with all the cloying earnestness cloying. found throughout. Interesting. Cloying. Let's see. Let's define this. I searched for cloying. Cloying, learning worse tonight. <laughs> excessively sweet, rich, or sentimental, especially to a disgusting or sickening degree. <laughs> nice. This is like me. This is how I act. <laughs> I'm cloying.
1: So here's a picture uh, from that show. I don't, I see the, I see <laughs> wedding, it says in my uh, calendar. And then the next day, Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> um, but i don't have uh, i don't have any information about i mean we went for two weeks i would have guessed that we went from the 12th to the 26th so it's possible did we get back and go right there but why would we have i know i went to see them at the fox theater for this tour so i had to have been at the show um, that's where I got the vinyl. So why didn't I go to the Wiltern? I guess because I wasn't poor and I just paid for a wedding and I was like, oh, I can only go to one show. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. this picture is from the Fox theater. Um, and, uh, uh, it says Pomona crowd front and center. Amazing night. Thanks. Hashtag invented hashtag FB. And, uh, I don't see myself in this photo. I don't see Joyce. It's not to say she's not there. Um, I actually feel like that was the show that Jim called her out um oh wait maybe i do see choice um but yeah i did retweet this and asked if we uh if anyone we knew was there uh in this photo and uh no one responded as they are wont to do so um <laughs> that's that uh here is the last tweet uh from jimmy eat world uh okay at jimmy eat worlds uh <laughs> captain Geech and the Shirp Shack shooters. Dude, you talk no. foreman again. Okay. Uh, Jimmy World, what's your favorite song from Invented to play live? Title track was fantastic last night in SLC. Hashtag invented. Jimmy World responds, thanks. Invented is fun to play. So is evidence. So there it is. We must we just did evidence, right? So that's how we found Kevin Geech. Uh, yeah, we did. That was the,
0: the, was the most, and it was just a few episodes yeah. ago. That's why I feel like I've read a lot of this stuff off. So I tried to add in the stuff that. Included, invented. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Um, oh no no no.
1: Six thirty. Uh, I have two instances of Rick talking about this being his favorite track, and obviously, like, I guess I didn't get it at the time, but listening with you, I was like, oh yeah, man, he's making a meal out of that bridge. So yeah. let's jump to six thirty <laughs> on this particular interview. Um, <laughs> this is them. I don't know. Invented interviews. Uh, here we go. Six thirty. We're
3: back.
0: Here we go. Is, is, uh, you're on the right track already okay.
1: Sound is good uh, For me right now uh, My favorite song is the title track Invented okay.
2: uh, Because it's, it just goes to So many different places It is, It truly is For me it's a song called
1: Alright so that is Rick <laughs> saying that that's Now let's jump to 208 In this interview And uh, hear Rick talk about it again actually I'm gonna give it to two minutes because there's actually like a funny little moment here here
0: we go a really cool way to come up with new ideas and... um can you maybe you can pick one one lyric that you say well, that's really one of my favorite songs lyrics on the album
2: um the the title of the track invented like why how can you I just think they're really strong oh. lyrics. And I think the whole album actually is really strong lyrically, but I'm really liking that song right now. When I, if I, you know, As I listen from time to
3: time. let
1: see. You. Um, <laughs> why don't we go around the room and just, you guys can all tell me the rad <laughs> shit I wrote.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminded me of
1: how Jim talked to us when we asked him yeah, if he listened right? to the pod. He's like, Oh, yeah, let what? me hear you talk more about me. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. Yeah. And then uh, I God think this is right. the last professional thing is at 7.15, Alan Cross talks to Jimmy World about Invented. Are you familiar with Alan Cross? Mm, no. He's a Canadian Cross, journalist. I used to listen to, uh, I don't remember what his podcast was called, and then the Blink-155 guys who are Canadian. uh <laughs> basically had all kinds of takes about Alan Cross that I just never considered because I'd never heard of him before. Um And uh it was pretty funny. I, I listened to him. It's like a something about the history of bands and stuff. And he would go every episode. He'd talk about the history of a band. And so I think I found him when he did the Blink-182 one. And I was like, well, it's like most of the information is right. <laughs> Some of it's like not quite right. Anyway, uh, so at 7.15, he, uh, track he did a two-part stomp. interview with Jimmy World about this record. Uh, the uh,
4: second last track is is... Um, and it features a, a, a guest vocalist. Well, it's uh, one of many appearances out that she right. has on the
1: record. Who is uh, Courtney Marie Andrews? She's a, um, a friend of ours that we met through
0: um, mutual Phoenix the Music Scene people. There's a couple songs on Invented. I knew I wanted a, a, a female vocal one.
1: Because it kind of I love surprises this me. Era of Rick's it surprised
0: hair. me when, when, you know, Of Course or a yeah. Verse would come along and well, of a and there's a female. And I like Jim. And Jim and it a definitely is more featured combo. than we've. I, mean, we've, I, we've I had love that outfit. I love that outfit. Guest
1: vocalists on every record. So, is it this
4: far forward in the mix? No, or? no, I mean, never this, never this, yeah.
1: this like, kind of featured. Right. Um, well, Invented's almost kind of like, especially like the second verse of Invented is almost like a duet. Right.
0: You know, so it's really, that's we've never really done anything like that.
1: It's fun. You know, Tom and I have been singing with each other for 16 years now. <laughs>
0: it's fun to get other voices in there. And finally, last track is a uh, mixtape. It's so funny. That, like, yeah. only 16 years at
1: that, time, at that point? <sighs> Isn't
0: that wild to think? It was that 16? Uh, that was another 12? No, I feel like it's longer than that. Uh, I mean, if they're counting 94 as the beginning of the band. Yeah. This is only I 16 guess the years
1: band. after yeah, 19, 94. Yeah, but I feel like that's they've been. So weird. Yeah. Anyway, no, right? Well, that's it God, for track notes. I've got more stacked. articles and blurbs and stuff, but um.
0: yeah. Well, do you want to do you want to uh, round this out with uh, any shot anything from the shout box?
1: Uh, shit, did I pull shout box for this? I don't think I
0: pulled shout box for this. I can read off a few of like the top ones. Um, uh, the yeah, the first one, uh, or not the top one, I guess, was from Tristan two four six eight. And in quotes, I'll leave it there. And then three hearts. Uh, looks like a shout unavailable. Classic. Amos uh, a lot. I guess emo a lot, like emo. Uh, hits the same place Dizzy 23 and Disintegration do. Uh, the Created Void 1. For me, this is heaven. Get it? But really, this song is, ama- is amazing. Uh, and then Jay Stewart 2B. It's the highlight of their concerts right now. February 25th of 2011. And then... <laughs> I mid-K I love the two little timing mess-ups with the strumming in the first eight seconds I don't know if it was mess-up it just sounds it just sounds like to... natural to me yeah I mean it, he would have to it be finding like the click
1: recording cause...
0: an actual acoustic yeah let's take a listen here I I
1: guess a little bit.
0: I guess you can kind of hear him dragging on that ding, ding, ding right like it's there. Su- yeah, super subtle. Oh yeah. Um, right there. Yeah, I mean it's a good observation. Sorry, ding, keep talking ding, ding. over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, the last one I'll read is Rowan 5215. This is easily the best song on the new album. It should have way more plays than it does right now. Perfection Audified. This is pure win. Thank you, Jimmy, for creating such a masterpiece. I shall never doubt you again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a lot of love for this track in the uh, in the shout box. Okay, sorry. I do have a couple more
1: things Uh reviews and articles that i was going to read from because they have like little bits of things that we've talked about in the past um all right go ahead all right so uh stitches and grooves had takes on the vinyl um basically that it's the worst 180 gram vinyl he's ever seen he doesn't even think it's 180 (laughs) grams and the version he got was had a bunch of (laughs) fingerprints all over it so that was pretty good uh shock hound there's wait who's doing this review uh the stitches and grooves Classic vinyl reviews, Uh, The
0: worst album ever, (laughs) him.
1: (laughs) Here's his take. Uh, uh, Here's what rounds out his article. Personally, I think this is Jimmy Eat World's worst album ever. Pressing info is never released, but expect there to be a hundred, a couple thousand, and for it to be in print for a while. (laughs) Um, So, Shockhound has three blurbs that I liked. What inspired you artistically on Invented? Adkins says, two or three years ago, as a writing exercise, I started uh, as a randomly... Uh, I started randomly looking at photographs by people like Cindy Sherman and trying to take 10 to 15 minutes to write down everything that came to mind about the image and the character. Later on in the day, I would be working on my own songs, and some of the more interesting parts of those writing sessions started creeping in. Enough of those ideas became what the other guys were excited about, too, and that became maybe 85% of the record. So a little bit more detail on that whole thing. What was the recording process for this album like? We've been getting more and more into recording ourselves. Ever since Clarity, demo material is making its way onto the final version of the record more and more. Because we're working out of our own space and everything is set up all the time ready to record, writing and recording is kind of the same thing. It's not the more traditional way people record where you're writing, you're demoing, and you're cutting the album. Now it's all kind of one thing. So if something's good, you can keep it and stay that way. And then it says, last question, so this came up recently, I feel like, his Guided by Voices tribute band. I think when we were going to, when we were taking questions about, uh, you know, who, wh- what should we ask Jim about? And this person actually asked about his Guided by Voices tribute band. Last question, now that Guided by Voices are back together, does that mean you'll, you're going to bring back your GBV tribute band uh, as well? It says, oh, man, John Hoffman, who has a band called Secret Life of Painters in Arizona, is kind of the Bob Pollard of the Guided by Voices tribute band called Secret Fox. So it's sort of up to him. I heard rumors that he was writing a set list, so you never know. I'm sure I'll lend a helping hand toward that in a heartbeat if he wanted it. So that was just, uh, I, I I forget who was asking about Secret Fox, but. Uh, there he is talking about it. Uh, Bullseye did two blurbs that I liked. At this point in the band's career, how much of your material is written together in a jam room? Kind of like what you asked him. He says, it changes all the time. There isn't a formula th- uh, for the way that we put our material together. The writing and recording aspect of Jimmy Eat World has changed so much throughout the years. A lot of the vocals you hear on Invented are first takes. We don't really demo anymore. So that was kind of a cool little wow thing that he said. A lot of the vocal takes on Invented are first takes. That's kind of cool. And then the second bullseye yeah. blurb is the last couple of Jimmy Eat world albums were kicked off with up-tempo tracks like big casino and futures, but invented opens up with hard is hard to find, which is slower acoustic track. Was it a conscious move to start the album in a quieter way? He says, I think the song sequencing on an album, he, t- he said this even as, s- as recently as now with both something loud and place your Deads not really having a place, right? So here's Jim's take from 12 years ago. I think song sequencing on an album isn't as important as it used to be. People listen to individual tracks these days. It used to be that you would sequence the songs for an entire listening experience. And he, basically meaning it's just not done that way anymore. And that was 12 years ago. So, he's uh he he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> um and let's see. I guess Oh, he specifically talks of, uh, so Friends or Enemies, I think was Pete Wentz's social network for a little bit um, at some point. So uh, I guess there was a blurb that he did for Friends or Enemies. Uh, Lead singer Jim Atkins explained in a track-by-track on the Friends or Enemies site that this song refers to a person who is playing off their lack of success by defining themselves as the perpetual underdog. He added that the song Cut is in a way, the female perspective—you've you, mentioned that. So I guess yes. that's sort of like what we talked about earlier. But anyway, the friends or enemies thing was kind of a—you're
0: a, a right. It is Pete Wentz's blog. He had, uh, yeah. yeah, you get it right. Uh,
1: all right. Um, so uh, I I have a fan made video and a stop motion fan video. Uh, if we want to look at those, where we can continue through community yeah. as well. I did um, not.
0: Um, I did not catch the uh, stop motion. The fan made video the fan made video go ahead is it just yeah i watched that too it's it's a story yeah i mean the story that they've written it's cool um but they follow basically the guy and the girl doing the same thing just kind of (laughs) talking past each other and then yeah got it let's let's check out
1: the stop motion one this is by user mmm crudo i made a music video for the song invented lots of pictures for this one thanks for watching Bye, Elena. Came to see you. I called it What is love? Could we A lot of soft focus.
0: Show me. It's like a little robot toy in a bed. Yeah. Follow him around. He's in bed. I'm how I'm cute more, how much it's stop motion. It kind of looks like they're just dropping frames, right? Some yeah, it looks like a, like a Shutter
3: effect
1: But it's still pretty cool Very indie film Like good com- shot composition Like that stop motion still
2: have some cool
3: I you animation. With
2: your people If I'm the flag You'd not prefer to wait
1: Oh, the robot's looking for love, and it went up to a big piggy bank, and the piggy bank said no, and the robot had to move around. Oh, this is really cute. Well done. I buy it. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. That was cute. Okay, all right. Now we can. Now let's get on the same page here with a uh, uh, community. Did you see this huge long song meanings post? Um, with five the of- upvotes, I couldn't avoid it.
0: Uh, I pr- probably saw it. Is it the blur on song meanings? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yes, Ace is, full is 04. Really good. You want to ab yeah, this? Yeah, okay, yeah. You let's start. Do it. It. It's good. It's solid. Okay, here we are. Um, okay, I've been listening to this song a lot and came up with my interpretation. I think the song has four chronological points. I am not sure how to interpret my fourth point, so I'm giving both of my ideas for that to let you people decide for yourselves. I think the song is mostly being told. From the man's perspective, but a portion of it is from the woman's.
1: Point one chronologically, the story of these two begins partway into the song when Courtney Marie Andrews starts singing. She talks about how they met. When I first came to LA, I met you in the old-fashioned way. He obviously lives in LA and they met on account of her being a busted homesteader, i.e., she headed home out, uh, she headed out there from New York. I'm assuming the Virgin Grace that she believed in prevented her from making it big in whatever she ventured out there to accomplish. She wasn't willing to sell out on her beliefs in order to do the immoral and unethical things it takes to succeed in this world. Because of that, she was lonely and started drinking. It was at this low point in her life that
0: they met. Point two, after the woman moves back to New York, the man comes to visit her. This is where the song begins. He obviously is not familiar with the area because he called it Houston Street. Houston Street is a major street in downtown Manhattan. It is pronounced Houston. Thank you, Wikipedia. Even though it is spelled like the city of Houston, he headed out to New York like an old-time pioneer, hoping to find his new life with her. He still believes things will work out, even though his faith is a bit shaken at this point. Like their first encounter in L.A., this one wasn't under ideal circumstances either. That seems clear when he says, I could leave you here with your people if I'm a flag you'd not prefer to wave. I don't think he fit in well with her crowd, causing a hindrance in their, or at least his attempts to develop something. Point
1: three, the two above encounters have passed, and now the man is expressing what he believes will happen. There's a cinematic, and, and I picture it just right. Having trouble with the right words, but you tell me with your eyes there's something good I miss, something I can't find. Do you believe me now? Can you see it in my eyes? Both of them are trying to express to each other how they truly feel, but of course, words just can't do it. The man envisions two of them, the two of them finally connecting by seeing the genuineness being expressed
0: in their eyes. Point four, option one, they made it, they're together. You're always in my head. You're just what I wanted. I live in constant debt to feel you invented. She's the love of his life and what he has always wanted. So naturally, she's always in his head. He is living in a debt of gratitude, feeling as if he owes something to her or the universe or to whatever is responsible for him obtaining her. Why does he feel in debt? Because he has spent an entire lifetime creating the image of a perfect woman in his head. That perfect woman from his thoughts has now manifested in the form of this woman he recently met. In the end, he gets to feel her invented option 4 uh, point 4 option 2 This one isn't
1: as happy, but it seems to fit better logically. It's the same analysis, except he doesn't have her. They're not together. He's still living in a debt of gratitude, but not because he has her, but only because he met her. He knows she exists, and he has actually felt his idea of perfection become invented. But he is still yearning to obtain her. If this is the case, then the cinematic end that he pictures just right has yet to occur and is still a dream. As contrasted to the assumed occurrence if you
0: adopt option one,
1: but what the hell do I know?
0: <laughs> that was really well written. Uh, yeah. And the first comment is genius in all caps. That's ace's uh, full
1: O four. Yeah, ace's ACES, full 04.
0: ace's did a yeah ace for uh, sure.
1: October sixth, twenty ten. That was posted.
0: Mm.
1: Well written. Yeah. Um, Wise guy um on that music subreddit says invented. This is a throwback. <laughs> To early Jimmy Eat World sounding pretty minimalist and emo, but the breakdown just before the five minute mark still gives me chills. That's what Wise Guy Um had to say about it. Um, this is interesting. Not on Jake T. O'Donnell's list, but it did seem like the album Invented has maybe the most representation on his lists. I felt like I kept coming across the album title in his articles, uh, but not the song itself. Interesting, yeah. Any
0: cool uh, stuff that you have still? Well, I've got. Uh, if we're doing community, right? The yes, sir. The the music subreddit song of the week invented JG four two nine did this a couple years yes. ago. Uh, by submitted by Burn Echo to me. The reason why this to me this is Jimmy World's greatest title track after ten tracks with loud composition and layered production. Invented the song comes out of left field as an airy, quiet, stripped back, slow burner that sucks me into its orbit from the first line and never lets go. Jim tells a beautifully painted story of an imbalanced, perhaps even unrequited love for the first four and a half minutes before out of nowhere, the song explodes into the loudest, hardest rocking moment on the entire record. I've nearly broken into tears a time or two at that particular climax. All in all, I think it's one of their most underrated and incredible songs. That's good. Uh god damn i love the i love the way that people can use different words to say the same thing which which is that this song kicks some serious ass
1: um this was interesting this is in jimmy world fans uh the facebook group marcus parr november 18th 2019 says is it just me or does the acoustic fret buzz and string squeaking on invented really bring the song out Uh, A lot of musicians will generally try and remove it When it comes to recording But I feel like it makes it sound more honest and real Um, And Joshua McGregor commented uh, Same with the guitar intro of Kill Um, So is there fret buzz? Let's see Yeah, a little fret buzz Yeah And, yeah, the string sliding. But I don't know. I feel like I hear that on albums all the time. You can't really remove it unless you just punch in all the time.
0: Um, Right. And maybe he's also talking about the end when it's just kind of like letting it all ring out. uh, And they could have just cut that kind of stuff out of there. But seriously, I I feel like Jim is just doing that whole kind of like a a soft hammer on thing. Just kind of letting it ring out like, hey, this was a good take in his head. But they kept that whole thing in there. Because what do you mean? Well... No, it's the right after the crescendo. So it's like do 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 that oh, part right. that it sounds yeah, yeah, like yeah. he's just kind of going hammering on and off on like a um, like an octave or something. Yeah, do 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 do. So I, maybe that's what he's talking about. I don't know. That's different from Fred Buzz though. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ah, beautiful. Um. Dude, okay, and then Walking on a Wire five years ago, Invented Survivor results. Ah, the results are in. With the score of 65%, heart is hard to find. Can't compete with the flag we would prefer to wave. Jimmy World's favorite track on Invented in the Survivor poll. Invented. Thanks to everyone for voting. Uh, don't know about you guys, but I guess this one from the start. It was my personal close number two, but equally happy for it to win. The band played it live for one year through 2010 to 11, and I reckon it's about time it came back Um, yeah. So we got first place there. Yeah. It also tied for first place in the 2019
1: survivor with hardest, hard to find and cut. Okay. Oh, and then I found somebody who posted the song to, um, YouTube. This was before the band had, or YouTube music existed. And Justin McCartney says the song was going through my head as my son was born on July 4th, 2011. Um, and, uh, Hugh Owen says, I've always wanted this song to be my first dance song whenever I get married. And Louise Clayton says, this song was mine and my husband's first dance song. So, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, um, XDKX101. I... Did you see this one?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, read that. XDK101. No, I don't. I didn't
1: see it. Oh. <laughs> you get it. I first heard this on my uh, first time Ever flying alone. I was nervous, but this calmed me so much. I couldn't stop listening to it ever since. Such an amazing song, but no, uh, but so little know about it. Um, <laughs> And then Esteban Davila says, nice story, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think this person you know what, was though? like
1: flying solo or like flying across the country alone as a passenger?
0: I would think... It sounds like flying alone for someone to be able to tell that story just the way that it is sounds yeah. like maybe they're still kind of young. So I would say first time flying period. That's my guess. If I had to, if I had to bet to wager, yeah. yeah.
1: All right, sweet. So that rounds mm-hmm. out community for me.
0: Yep, yep. That really isn't much. Everything. The, there's one. I'll just say the comments here broke. Uh, can we get last right of the night on Goliath? Uh, two years ago, just made a post. I've been seriously underrating invented, and then table for glasses 24 a year ago posts is invented Jimmy world's most overlooked album. Now there's those two comments. So who knows? Maybe they're still listening to it this day. Yeah, I think it was maybe And that's all that I
1: time for music releases. Like maybe no one was just into music at that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, let's look at other versions. I found this decor version, but it's just called slowed and reverb, but this is unknown dimension. And this is what I wanted to mix with, uh, typo negative but it's over 10 minutes this version
0: you can really hear that drag there yeah.
1: <laughs> i love the uh, video
0: it's just like rain it's peaceful I can't wait for the rain. Do you think that's real or rendered? Ooh, that's a good question.
2: I, first <laughs>
1: see I want to say I it's real, but something about the way the water Houston is falling doesn't look right. Street. Yeah. Yeah. Sleepy
0: Yeah dude I could take a nappy nap
1: <laughs> Alright sweet <laughs> So yeah I wanted to make Do you
0: sure want to hear Do it. you want to hear Courtney Marie Andrews <laughs> In terms <laughs> of do what Just a second of her Oh yeah Just yeah, yeah. Let's see her. Let's see Just a bit
1: done this in for <laughs> yeah. me. I'll set up my version. David's version. I <laughs> I'll play the bridge too. You're All right, different.
3: All
1: right, so that's that. Here's David's version, which I have not listened to. You're gonna hear live with me. <laughs> Is he going to like bust a Audition? Uh, yeah, I know, right? Let's see. I've been watching it. I've been able to play stuff in Premiere so far. Oh, yeah. Let me bring this volume up.
3: Spooky.
2: Too spooky for me.
0: <laughs> guy it's like we're throwing it like a big hall reverb, or a cathedral. I used a trapped at the bottom of a well as the preset. Ah, uh. and then
1: I bumped bumped up the mix to hundred <laughs> percent. Like this is this is like the setting I use when I'm adding a ring out to something that doesn't have a ring out. I'll find a beat, but I'll put this reverb effect yeah. on the track. <laughs> we haven't even hit the loud part yet. We're about to. I just can't make out any of the lyrics.
0: <laughs> Someone's opening the garage door. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a nightmare. mom. <laughs> the me laugh. It's like my mom. <laughs> I thought you were leaving for a while. <laughs> All right, well, that was weird.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's all, that, that's the decor I have. Um, and Sweet. now we've just got covers. So.
0: Yeah. What you like? Um, let's do the first one that I really loved. Carol and Sophie. Yes. They I were my favorite. Carolane I listened and to Sophie, them completely. Mm.
1: So much so, this was yeah. the only version of the song I listened to this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, how they look at each other. Like, <laughs> mm hmm. Oh, stop, girls. Classic reading the lyrics on the phone. Yeah. Of Jimmy Eat World and especially this song. Hope you like our cover. Let us know in the comments. And I commented one day ago. Nailed it. Yes. I almost wrote to you uh, on Sunday. Caroline and Sophie, dude. <laughs> dude. Ugh. Only because of the order that they're sitting here. I'm assuming Caroline is playing the guitar. Right, but she's like nailing it. Like she was even doing the boom. What kind of head sucker? What is this guitar? I this is. God I love her voice Yeah it's so good Got a Tonight Alive song on here, a Paris song, a couple Paris songs. That's it. Four videos. This was the last oh. one they uploaded six years ago. Here's the description of the channel. Hello guys, we're two girls from France, and we've been best friends for almost three years now. We've known each other on Twitter through our shared love for Paramore. And many other bands five years ago uh, and we met at a gig for the first time three years ago we decided to create this channel to share with you our passion for music feel free to ask anything you want we will be pleased to answer hope you enjoy this as much as we do love always sophie and caroline Their third most viewed video. I'm interested in this Paris uh, song that they covered that has 11,000 views. Like rolls that note. (laughs) Classic. The classic. Yeah, right.
0: The point. The same like vocal scoops yeah. that Haley does, pretty. Yeah, she nailed
1: it. Let's listen to this Paris cover that they did. This this is their most uh, popular video here. All right. oh here we go we are Sophie on the right and Caroline on the left so I think we are correct And this is the first cover we ever really put put together we particularly love Paris and if you don't know this band yet you should totally check them out well I hope they're still friends
0: Oh, yeah. They rule. Mm. They're my favorite. Oh yeah, they definitely good. rule.
1: Good choice. <laughs> what else we got?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Scissors if there's to anything the that's throat. Really sounded
1: familiar. When did we see scissors to the throat before? This is acoustic. He'll look bro. familiar. I'm some some pretty
0: sure coming. we had him recently. He might have done uh evidence. Let's see. Want to play scissors yeah, to the throat? Plan
1: it now and I'll go to his page. It says Enj- enjoy. Gears used. Taylor two fourteen CE. Gibson Les Paul. Boss OD3 and Ibanez TS9 activated together for the distortion sound. PV Bandit 112. All of the stuff. Even the mics. Classic, what are the chords tabs?
4: Yes! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go scissors, scissors pro. to Sisters of the
1: Softer. Goodbye, Sky Harbor. Crush. No sensitivity. Wonderwall classic invented 23 blister
0: plenty of Jimmy world here okay yeah we've definitely had scissors to the thrill before at least once or twice Done. I don't know. Is he getting an yeah, electric? Baby. Oh, dude. Look at that Les Paul. I was going to say,
1: he said he had a Les Paul. Where is it? Where is it is. Dude. Yeah. yeah.
0: he just lets it ring out on the stand yeah man (laughs) oh nice the one man band dude oh man
1: fucking Bert over here yeah (laughs) 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 that was awesome that was great
0: I'm glad I jumped over to that part All right, who else do you like yeah me too um let's see I didn't like that one didn't like that one um would I do a one bass one? Uh, yeah, let's do it. This is Mark's, Max Chan, Mac, right? Max Chan.
1: Yeah. Let's go. Max. I want to hear the bridge. I might jump. Okay. Yeah, dude. That's beat once bass. I know I like to say that like the bass play well, along people like Pete one's bass but for sure Watch in 4 dh After such a long wait, summer has begun, meaning I can finally do what I love to do: play music and share with the universe. Invented by Jimmy Eat World, was the uh, was in the I Am Number Four movie. Kicks ass, and my girlfriend sent. To audio to me. It means a lot to me and I felt needed to be posted no one else has that. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe and also tell a friend. Uh dude, so yes, I have seen this I am number four thing all over the place when I was searching for it, but it didn't come up in any of my searches, so I was like, What is this I am number four? And so now I'm pulling it up, finally. Alright. Aliens and their guardians are hiding on Earth from intergalactic bounty hunters. They can only be killed in numerical order and number four is next on the list this is his story this is directed by DJ Caruso who did two for the money I believe uh no he might have but it's not in his top movies he also did Eagle Eye in 2008 Nick of Time in 95 that's with Johnny Depp Triple X Return of Xander something or other Uh, let's see directed he's got a few things announced a couple things in pre-production Oh, he's rumored to do the Are You Afraid of the Dark... What? I guess potentially they're rebooting it? Um, uh, Disappointment to I'm trying to see, like, what's the last thing he did that I've heard of? Disturbia and Eagle Eye. And then, yeah, he did Two for the Money with Ralph Garmin. Um, yeah, man, I wonder what happened. Eagle Eye, I felt like Eagle Eye and Disturbia were popular. But I am number four, I remember that name of that, but... Uh, it's got Timmy, Timothy Oliphant in it, but not. I love Timothy Oliphant. A ton of other people I know, you know, and I know Timothy Oliphant from, hmm. he's Mickey, the freaky Tarantino film student in uh, Scream Two. But oh, if he's yeah. Aspect, so am I. So let's move on. Uh, that's from <laughs> the rules. There are certain rules one must abide by when you are trying to survive a sequel. Um, all right, sweet, great job, Max Chan. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Was there any other ones? I think I da- liked Daniela Porfirio. This is, I found this on uh, SoundCloud. Let's take a listen to Daniela
0: Porfirio. Oh, good. I did not go to SoundCloud th- this day. Daniela Porfirio.
1: Justin's dying.
3: <laughs>
1: You're doing yeah, right. I swallowed spit Went down man. the long pipe. God, and an amount of water.
0: I've been really bad at swallowing spit lately. Thirty-nine years on the planet, swallowing spit. <laughs> uh, that was that was wonderful. I'm glad I said that. To wonderful. The side. Uh, all right, real quick.
1: I did find um, this taking us out of the cover section. Unless there was anybody else you wanted to shout no. out. No
0: oh sweet what did yes. you find
1: uh I forgot to play the uh, there are no great performances recorded of this like no board recordings that I found but I did find the oldest upload which is only three days after <laughs> they first played it live um so this is the oldest video I could find on YouTube of them playing it so okay I'm paste this and watch together All
3: that you serve could be.
1: <laughs> this is uploaded by Matt Brown awesome my singing is awful throughout just block it out and listen to the band I like Matt singing a lot live at e- UEA LCR UBA ticket bookings, the LCR, University of East Anglia, LCR Union House, UVA, Norwich, Norwich, United Kingdom. It opens soon at 7:30 a.m. Cut. Sick. Uh, Frank Turner will be playing there on uh, October 1st. Cool, Tom. Oh yeah. This kind of goes with that. Remember, we found that tumbler. <laughs> this uh, this fits with the, the Jim and Tom uh, love uh, theory. loud let me jump over here. Oh, I realized I had that YouTube video going separate so of that on mute at least fun to see live. Yep. um all right sweet so i've i've uh let's hear your rave okay. dj
0: um i read and I, I don't know why i didn't read this review uh back but somebody had commented saying that this album sounded like it was the uh and now i'm blanking uh it was the sticks album that had renegade on it um don't also blue collar man song. uh i'm gonna be a blue collar man uh, that nope. like <laughs> that sounds like a jingle. <laughs> <laughs> it does, and maybe they wrote a couple. Uh, so I mixed that, and it is called Invagade. 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 All right. See how this came out. Kind of sounds like Yacht Rock
1: Yeah totally <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's just
1: yeah. such a different yeah.
3: vibe <laughs> <laughs>
1: Know this yeah. song. <laughs> it sounds like it sounds like it should be in a
0: Muppets movie. Yeah, you're right. Can you just imagine Animal going,
3: ha ah, ah! ha?
0: Ah, ah! <laughs> All right. All right, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be,
1: but that's all right. What do you have? That's all right. All right, let's listen to Invented
0: of Sex. All right. Yes.
1: Hey. Also sounds like a muppet. <laughs> <laughs> this is tired of sex with a pop up. Yeah, song. I'm tired. So tired. tired of having
0: such so a so
3: time. So tired.
0: There he is. There's animal.
3: Ah, ah, ah. (laughs) (laughs) It's kinda all over the (laughs) place.
1: I kinda like hearing tired of sex at the speed though. (laughs) just kind of all over the place unfortunately (laughs) now i did forget i finally got i have not listened to it but this is sort of housekeeping i just happened to notice in my queue of mashups i have a version of i i guess it's cautioners and a praise chorus um it's called a world chorus oh okay so let's take a listen i just noticed it was finished down here so uh let's click it and see what we get what (laughs) what's that it Oh, that would be great if, if that was it. <laughs> A world chorus, this is called. This is pretty cool. Like, if you could strip the double time drums out, this would be cool. That's pretty cool.
0: It's cool. It's got a lot of really I, I good notes. I like how it goes back and forth. The drum beat really s- saves it. Yeah, Totally.
1: Like that's really cool. Those again, those melodies against each other. This sounds like, kind of like, yeah man, I'm digging it, yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for one more little surprise. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Over. (laughs) And now, oh man. Well, with that, Justin, what's your favorite? uh, What's what's your favorite part of Invented? Every part of it. What are final thoughts on the song? Oh my god,
0: I love this track uh, so much. The build, uh, and you know when I haven't listened to this album for a long time, there are certain tracks that surprise me, but this is one of those that. Hits it once it hits that bridge it reminds me of why I enjoy this album so much even though I don't give it it's uh, it, it's do listening I need to listen to it a little more uh, but damn it if invented ain't a great track what about you
1: yeah it it, uh, it surprised me like I went in not remembering it really um, but uh, when I listened to uh, what was it uh, Sophie and Coraline. When I heard their version all the way through, I was like, oh, man, yes, 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 uh, yes, this bridge, yeah. everything. Um, and uh, that's that was really, like, the version I listened to this week. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it just has so many it has so many things going for it. I wish I reached for it more. Um, so maybe I'll try to force this into my yeah. fall album rotation. And this and some uh, CMA. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 for sure. Got to put that CMA radio on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, there it is. So... Uh, If you find yourself out on Houston Street in New York City, uh, and somebody tells you to go fuck yourself because you're in the middle of New York, just remember to be excellent to each other. (laughs) Hey, and party on, dudes! Ladies and gentlemen, as promised at the beginning of the episode, we do have photographer extraordinaire Sam Nork. Welcome to the podcast, Sam.
4: Hi, thank you for having me on this is so cool I'm so excited
1: yes we're very excited mostly you are this week heading out on the road with the band for four shows to shoot uh photos uh for and tell us about that uh I know you talked to my friend Ryan popping curbs over on the 182 news podcast not all of our listeners are uh cross-pollinated in that way so uh we'll do a little bit of recap but I'd love to know sort of who are you shooting for and and how'd you get into it
4: uh yeah. Um so for uh this week with Jimmy Eat World, I'm just i I'm a really big fan of theirs. Uh I'm still trying to like get into them. I'm not like a super big fan or anything, but I, I really do like them a lot. Um I saw them back in March. Uh, I shot photos for them then, and they were amazing, and they were awesome, and then they announced this uh, tour, this, like, Midwestern tour, and I'm from the Midwest, and I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta hit as many of these dates as I can, so originally, I was just, I just bought tickets to, like, the first four shows of the tour, and I was like, I'm just gonna go, and I'm gonna have fun, and I've never, I've followed Blink around on tour uh, a couple of dates, but nothing, like, in a row, these are, like, four dates in a row, Uh, so this is the first time I'm doing something like that, and then... Um, I was like, hey, maybe I should like go and shoot some of them because I'm going out to them and I love to shoot photos. I've been shooting shows uh, for like six years now, uh, which is insane. I just passed six years, uh, like last week. Um, I, I love doing it. So I just um, usually I shoot for like a small music publication. I know I have a couple of friends that like run small online music publications um, and that's how I get photo passes through them. I just contact them. I'm like, hey, I want to shoot the show. And then they'll send out the request for me. Um, so I got approved to shoot Jimmy World on their first. This, this Thursday is the first date of the tour. Uh, they're going to be in Cleveland at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is super cool. So I got approved to shoot that. So I'm really excited because that's my first time shooting there. And that's insane. And it's crazy. Um, so I'm really excited for that. Um, I tried to shoot all. I was like, maybe I should just shoot all four of the shows. Um, but then uh, I contacted their publicist and they're like, Oh, we only approve she said that they only approve a photographer for like one they don't approve the same photographer for multiple shows. Um, so I'm gonna shoot the first one and then I actually got approved to shoot them at a four chord music festival on Saturday when they're gonna be there. Um and I got approved through that through the festival instead of like through just them. So I, I was able to snake my way into that. Um so I'm shooting them two times this weekend and then I'm just going to see them twice just as a fan. Um, I'm just really excited and they're super cool and I'm just excited to be able to experience them again since I saw them earlier this year and they were amazing and magnificent and I just can't wait to experience it all four times. (laughs) So yeah,
1: it's super palpable from you. So you saw them, you said for the first time this year in March or you just saw them in March just this year?
4: Yeah, I, yeah, I saw them in March this year. Um, Like, this is the first time I saw them in concert. I liked them prior to that, but I just never saw them in concert. Um, That's when they were on tour with Dashboard Confessional. Um, And I drove out. The closest show to me, I'm in Michigan, so the closest show to me was Kentucky, uh, Louisville. I drove, like, six hours to go.
3: (laughs)
1: Oh, man.
4: Um, It was crazy, but it was so worth it. I shot photos then, too, and they were just they were just so good and they're 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 a great band and I just love live, they're insane, they just sound so good and they put on such a great show and I'm just excited to experience. So it for again.
1: the for the listener who may be uh uh like six year old six years ago you that is interested yeah. in shooting shows, um how what does the day look like for you? Um,
4: oh man. Um, I guess it could be like a lot of different things, but usually I shoot shows that are like local and nearby. Um, I have a day job so I work like eight to four uh, weekdays um, and I like that a lot because then I can go and shoot shows like at night um, because that doesn't limit me. I just work during the day and then I can go shoot shows at night. Um, So usually I work during the day and then if I have to shoot a show I'll just make sure like the night before um, I charge all my gear and I make sure my SD cards are cleaned um, off and I have everything that I need because if I forget batteries or an SD card like that's I can't do the thing that I need to do um yeah I just make sure I have all my gear together and um after work I get all my stuff together I go down to the venue I have to go pick up my photo pass at the uh box office um so I go like near when the door is open I have to go pick up the pass make sure I'm on the list sometimes I'm not on the list and that has been really crazy to experience because you start to freak out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be here. I promise I'm not lying. These yeah, and you've got at least venue. a big
1: backpack on you, right? Like it's not Yeah, <laughs>
4: yeah. And they don't allow like backpacks in the venues anymore, which like is a good thing because people are crazy and things have happened. Um so I've been like stopped a lot of times that like you don't you can't bring it back I'm like no I promise I it's my camera. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I have to go get my pass. Um, and they usually compensate me with a ticket as well. So I get a free ticket to the show, which is really nice. Um, yeah. And then I, I go down to the photo pit, um, wait for the opening act to come on and I get to shoot the first three songs of each artist or band that's playing opening act and main act, um, from the front photo pit, which is really cool. It's really cool to be like in front of all the action. And especially if it's a band that you like, I I try not to freak out when it's somebody that I really love. I'm like, okay, I got to keep it gotta keep calm I'm there to like do a job and but it's it's so fun and it's so exciting and I love I love it it's so it's so great I I, yeah it's great
1: (laughs) most people aren't allowed to bring in a bag but you are with your camera gear right but you just Mm -hmm. have to get checked yeah yeah with my pass
4: yeah as long as I have like the photo pass and they're like oh okay but they still have to like check the bag and make sure there's nothing like in there (laughs) Justin
1: and I are amateur photographers uh so uh we are intrigued enough by the craft, do you wander around like I saw like the photographer at my wedding, right? I, it was more than just the photographer at my wedding. I was like, oh, that's interesting. They walked around with two bodies with two different lenses so they didn't have oh, to yeah. keep swapping lenses and stuff. Is that your yeah. style or do you do you have like a holster with lenses that you just like quick snap on? Or? Yeah,
4: I wish I had that. I feel like I'm still, even after six years of doing this, I feel like I'm still, um, I'm still fairly young. Uh, I don't make a lot of money um i wish i could get to the point to have two bodies because it would save so much time uh changing lenses because especially when you're in the photo pit you only have the first three songs and that's it and what songs are like three minutes long three and a half minutes you've got like nine ten minutes down there and that's it and switching out lenses and trying to get stuff out of your bag and it's dark and and there's people screaming and it's just it's just too much is going on um so i wish i had another body i actually only operate with one body um but someday i hope to get to that point but um i don't know i feel like it's just you you can work with whatever you have whatever gear you have you can make it work um i feel like if you want to start doing something like this you can start doing it it doesn't matter what kind of gear you have um yeah you can do it i still have one body but it doesn't matter because i i, I don't want to say like my work is amazing it's not that great it's okay but um, I think I've gotten a lot better over the You did years. 21
1: pilots last week, and there was that one photo at the end of your like roll there oh, that yeah. like, everyone was going nuts over. It was such a great shot.
4: Yeah. I really like that one. I put it at the end because, like, I didn't, I was like, this is my favorite one, but I didn't, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it was a little bit edgier. Like, it wasn't like, I don't know. It was like different. And I was like, I'll just put it at the end because I still think it's cool. Maybe somebody will actually Out of context, you'd never guess that was a concert,
1: let alone 21 Pilots, let alone a venue in any way. Like it's just an arty shot. It's cool. Yeah, Um, it looks cool. Without giving any trade secrets away, what's your like go-to lens And and maybe you're going to a show, sight unseen. You don't know what the lighting setup's going to be like when the band walks out. Like usually, it'll probably be in silhouette or something. But obviously, you've got to think on your feet, right? So my guess is, if uh, if if uh, you're probably in manual mode, just probably Mm -hmm. my guess would be throw the aperture as far open as you can and hope for the best, and then dial it in as the lights come up. Is that yeah?
4: That's yeah. That's usually what I do. I would have to usually it's nice to have a lens where you can like open the aperture up as far as you can just because you have to let in all that light and because there's you don't know what the lights are going to be like unless you know like the tour and the band and you know what's happening um but yeah usually you just you just have to think on your feet you just have to go with the flow um the lens that i use the most or have been using the most like within the past year i have a 24 to 105 um f4 which isn't the best aperture that you can get in low light but that thing is so nice um i just like how wide you can go wide or if you need to zoom you can zoom in i just really like that And honestly it suited me uh it's been great so far i know the f-stop the f-stop was like a thing where i was like i don't know if i should get that but it wasn't the lens wasn't that expensive so i was like you know what let's just wing it let's just do it and that's the one i've been using mostly so and are really you nice? I, I, are,
1: are you probably on a more modern mirrorless camera, or what are you on?
4: I, I actually don't have a mirrorless camera. I have a Canon 5D Mark III. Um, so okay, it's not well, mirrorless. that's pretty
1: good. Uh, uh yeah. you can bump up the ISO and you're not going to be too yeah. grainy. So you
4: yeah, you can make
1: up for that for, it, right?
4: Yeah, you can make <laughs> up for it with the ISO, which is nice. I did start out before this camera, I had a Canon Rebel T5, which is terrible in low light. I do those cameras are nice. Um they're good beginner cameras, but I just feel like for concerts, um especially like smaller shows where they don't have like a huge lighting setup is very hard um, to get the photos that you want and to have them come out clear and have them come out not dark. Um, but it's a good beginner camera, but I'm glad that I got to upgrade. And this thing, I love this body. I know it's a little bit older, but it's just, it still works great. And yeah, no, that's good. It's great. I, I love it.
1: Um, so you shoot the first three songs up there. Do you then, what's your night look like from then? Let's say it's the headliner at that point. So now your job is done. Do you yeah. go take your gear to the car or are you worried that somebody's going to break into your car and take your gear so you keep it on you while you're watching the rest of the show? Or do you shoot more pictures from the back or how's that?
4: Yeah, it depends on the venue. Um, a lot of the shows that I shoot um, are like mid-sized shows or even smaller, like local bands. So I can shoot like the whole set. Um, usually venues don't, if they're like the mid-sized venues, like in Detroit, we have like St. Andrew's Hall and the Fillmore. Um those venues they don't care that you shoot the first three from the front then you have to get out but they don't like take your gear from you and they don't they don't like stop you if you try to shoot from other places in the venue so I do like to go around get some wide shots or go all the way up to the balcony get some cool shots up there I like to just run around for a little bit and then I feel like I've done everything then I just keep my gear with me because like I don't trust people (laughs) also I think once I leave the venue I don't think that they would let me back in I don't know because usually when you leave shows, um, I don't know, I haven't left a show to go put my stuff in my car because I, I don't trust people. <laughs> um, but since I just shot 21 Pilots, that was at an arena, like a huge arena. I think there's like 20,000 people there. Um, they did not let the photographers keep their gear. So after the first three songs, they just escorted you um, to like, they had like a, like a security room. And basically they took everybody's like bags. We just had to like write our names on them. And then they had them like this other guy just watching them so that like you can get them after the show which is nice because it's like okay i don't have to carry this thing around i can go enjoy the rest of the show um which is cool so i i feel safer doing that than i do putting it in my car because i don't know who i don't trust people i don't know what, what would happen um and if i lost anything of mine i'd probably cry <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i mean i like the best you could do oh I, you're just not gonna do it right you're probably not gonna get back into the venue i was like as long as you keep your your media yeah. on you like yeah, I guess could...
4: if I kept the pass, and they would be like, oh okay, yeah. Um, I don't know what people would say. I feel like I've had so much trouble trying to get in sometimes too, and it's just oh, I don't <laughs> want to give anybody some a headache, or I don't want to give anybody a
1: yeah, hard right. Time. <laughs> um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Jimmy Eat World. What what was your first kind of exposure to the band, and in,
4: in yeah, how they I'm trying sort trying to of showed like up think, on your radar? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I feel like I've always known who they were. Like, I've always known the middle. Like that's that's the song it's such a good song and it's I know it's like it's overplayed and everybody's heard it so many times but I love it it's a great song um it's been on so many movies and so many tv shows and it's just been everywhere um I've just known them from that song I don't know what it really caused me to like explore I guess within like the last like year or two I really started to get into them um just because I like strictly listen to like Blink-182 and Blink-182 side projects, Plus 44, Civil Creatures, Angels and Airways, Alkaline Trio, like that's like all I listened to and then I was like maybe I should like start to expand my horizons and like try to listen to some other bands. Um, and I started listening to them and I started listening to futures. That was the first album that I like listened to them like all the way through. And that album is so good. Oh, describe the scene the first time you put it
1: on. Where were you? Were you in your car? Was it nighttime? What was it? What was the deal? I don't know
4: where (laughs) I was. I think I was probably in my car. It was so good. I was like, I was, I don't know. It was just amazing. And I, I, I've listened to some other, I haven't listened to all their albums. So I don't want to be like, I'm a super fan, but that one's probably my favorite one so far. So it's just so good. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, oh, I don't know. It's just so good. It has a great, it has a great beginning and a great ending. 23 is amazing.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) uh, I like to say, uh, uh, bleed Americans kind of like their enema of the state in the terms of like, yeah. Of like their ubiquitous albums. And, uh, just like the lead sing or the, the first song on that album, bleed American, uh, a song like 23. How, how, how dare you end your record that way? Who does yeah. that? <laughs> That's what I like to say. <laughs> um, yeah, what a great record. What a great band. So uh, the song This Week is invented from... Uh, it is the title track for the album, Invented. Had you gotten a chance to listen to that song or album?
4: I have. I actually listened to it... To, okay, I haven't listened to it before today, but I did listen to it like two or three times today. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah. It's, it's
4: it's a good song.
1: It's um that record is down uh, uh, it's not maybe not their neighborhoods of records i'm mm-hmm. speaking blank talk because i know sam will yeah what would you that.
4: say their neighborhoods is
1: their neighborhoods is probably damage okay um, i didn't was, listen to that one yet yeah it was produced by a guy who's like known for their it, it, damn it! I it, you know it's on this episode. I actually want to correct myself. I said that invented is probably their Pinkerton in terms of Weezer speak. Oh yeah, because Pinkerton. I know. I always joked about Weezer walked in the studio, threw their instruments on the ground, and hit record and said, "Great, that's a record." That's what I always joke about Pinkerton because I don't. I I I grew up not liking it. I've grown to like it, mm-hmm. but I still say I don't like it. So, um, it's their raw record, damage. Oh okay. With invented and may. Their whole – Jim's writing exercise he gave himself was he had two books of photographs, and he wrote stories based on what were in the photos. It could be a photo of a person, but his idea was, who is this person? Where are they coming from? Where are they going? What's their life story? Thinks of that. And it was sort of like an A-B thing where he was like, I'm going to do this writing exercise. And then – I'm going to write this new Jimmy Eat World record with my band. And all those ideas from his writing exercise kept creeping into the songs Whoa. he was writing for Jimmy Eat World. So on paper, when the record was being produced, I was like, this is going to be great. And to me personally, my issue with this record, and it is on their, l- if you had fans rank the records, it's lower tier. Yeah. It's not quite Neighborhoods, but it's like how Neighborhoods is ranked on Blink's yeah. uh, thing. So it's it's down there, quote unquote. And my guess is that we love, we love <laughs> Jim writing from him his heart. And knowing that he's writing a story based off of maybe not a person. Maybe he's coming up with the stories from a personal experience. But yeah, going in knowing that these are not Jim's experiences. These are experiences for which he was writing. For me personally, is where it didn't hit. I didn't feel those feelings I feel on 23 where it's like, man, you really understand what that dude's going through. Like, yeah, for me on an album, like invented is full of songs that I feel like sort of miss. The cool thing about invented is it's produced by Mark Trombino, who did clarity. He did dude ranch. Um, uh, Oh, whoa. Yeah. He did clarity, Jimmy world's 1999 record. Mm -hmm. He did bleed American and he did demo futures with the band they had a falling out and Gil norton actually finished futures um so there was a little bit of drama there um but still a super super cool collaboration for them to get back with mark trombino so many years later and do another record with him so that was the cool part about invented but that's sort of the the uh the story behind that record and um and uh yeah so um yeah I guess if if I were to compare a bunch of records like Clarity is Jimmy Eat World's untitled so I okay. w- if you want to hear art and like Clarity is highly regarded as like one of the greatest emo albums of all time if not Jimmy Eat World's greatest album I would say Chase This Light is kind of their yeah. California where it's super pop forward and it's every yeah. song is super fun. And I super, felt
4: that I yeah. have listened to that one and I do like it. I love that one too, super but good, yeah. yeah, I can see the similarities. Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, and they have like, uh, I mean, I only compare dogs eating dogs to stay on my side tonight in that they're both EPs. I would not mm-hmm. compare them in terms of how they're held yeah. w- in regard to the entire band's catalog. Um, uh, it's more of an extension of futures. If you enjoyed futures, check out the, uh, the, um, okay, cool that ep uh and um and yeah uh so that's our that's our little like digression about comparing the two bands so
4: (laughs) yeah so people are like this is a jimmy world podcast why are you talking about like (laughs) i'm sure you do it a lot though we have reviews
1: on (laughs) itunes that say as much (laughs) (laughs) um and uh and uh so yeah that is, uh, that's the story and that's the band. It's super exciting that you're going to be able to go and shoot these shows. Uh, the tour yeah, is so called excited. Something Loud, so I would say next week's yes. song is the namesake for this tour, which is a song from a yet-to-be-announced record, which it may not even be a record. They're sort of doing the thing that Tom did a few years ago before he left the band again, where he said, I don't know, Blink may never do an album again. We'll just do EPs or yeah. we'll just do this. Uh, Jimmy Eat World's been saying that for Just as long as Tom, if not longer, where it's just like, well, I don't know. Nobody listens to albums anymore. We'll release songs and and whether they get whether they see an album or not, we don't know. And uh, that's not unprecedented for the band. They actually paid for the studio time on Bleed American, which they paid for out of pocket because they were dropped by their label by compiling all of the seven inch singles that they had put out up to that point onto a CD called Singles. So it was, it's a Whoa. CD full of songs that never were on records and they put that out as like a B-Sides collection to help pay for the studio time and release of Bleed American Uh-oh. before they were signed again. So um, Crazy. Yeah. It's a, it, It's been fun learning. Obviously, you understand the rabbit hole that, that, uh, that Blink-182 can be and my yeah, mind has been chock full of all of that trivia for so long that it's been a fun ride these past 151 episodes to like apply all of that all of those weird digressions into a new space on -hmm. a band that i'm also passionate about jimmy world so um and i love that you're passionate about the band and relatively new to experiencing the band so uh hopefully i'm
4: excited i need to listen to them more so i just need to get i want to get into them like i'm into Blink. So we will see. Yeah.
1: Well, and happens. that's how that's how I got into the band. I watched Ether Chronicles and they cut ca- they talked about yep. Jimmy World. And I was like, oh, well, who's Jimmy World? Let me let me uh get one of their records. And uh and that was my whole uh experience with it. Well what's Sam- your
4: favorite record oh, of theirs?
1: Oh, of Jimmy World or Blink?
4: Yeah. <laughs> Both. That's-
1: uh all right. Blink, my favorite record is probably take off your pants and jacket, but obviously it's not their best record, which is yeah. the untitled record. Um Although I think nine is really high up there. Nine I is love really, really nine.
4: Good. It's so good. I think that's my favorite blank right yeah. now. We'll see. I just, it's so good. I can't get, I can't get enough of it. Yeah.
1: And I definitely go back and forth with Jimmy Eat World between Clarity and Chase This Light. Chase This Light for the mm-hmm. pop forwardness of it all. And every song is a bop. Every song's a banger on that. And then Clarity is like my Night Drive winter album that like, yeah, it's definitely got those (laughs) vibes. So, um, uh, those are, those are my favorites. And then like, I don't know, it's really, it's hard to nail down what your favorite songs are. I could give you like an EP's worth of favorite songs and they're all probably Mm. B sides. (laughs) Um, like one is called opener. One is called blister. Um, both of which are sung. Oh, I know blister. Yeah. So blisters off of clarity and that's sung by the other guitarist. It's not even sung by Jim. So, um, uh, so yeah you,
4: i saw them when i saw them in march they actually played that and i was like i that yeah, think that's was the only clarity stable, song that great. i know
1: yeah it it really goes off live it's really great i remember hearing it live and being familiar with it before i ever listened to clarity all the way through so it was a fun it was a fun like kind of reverse yeah. uh, ex, uh, experience so where can people find your photography more info about you find you online
4: Oh, yes. Uh, so, I'm mostly active on Instagram, uh, and my username on there is Sam underscore is underscore rocking. Uh, the underscore is the little space thing, if people don't know what that is on the keyboard. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter, same same username if you are on Twitter. I'm not. I'm not, like, super active on there, but I still tweet stupid things every now and then um and then i also have a website uh com. all my like photos are on there it's like my portfolio website so all my photos are on there as well as on my instagram and then i also do like film stuff so some of my film stuff is also on my portfolio site yeah too, i love so. seeing
1: i love seeing you editing and stuff i'm like oh i do that that's what i do for a living that's my day job
4: <laughs> wait really
1: yeah i used to work for disney my- and now i went now i went uh now I went uh, uh, Okay, I need I to ask you yeah. some questions. Oh, yeah. We can take it. <laughs> I mean, I talk about it a lot on the pod. I, uh, but, yeah, we could stay on the chat if you want to talk a little bit more oh, about cool. stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah
4: that's, that's crazy. That's, like, what I want to do. Like.
1: Yeah. I love seeing you in the edit bay. It makes me really happy.
4: <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to do. I don't do it, like, I guess I do it for my job right now. But, like, it's not where I want to be. Yeah. But I'm still... Happy with what
3: I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Basically, like I played in a band in high school and I kept in touch, obviously, with everybody in our band. And we all worked in the entertainment industry. And we still do. Uh like um our drummer is an A D on an Apple TV show with Laura Dern right now. And oh no uh, way. And anyway, so i w we'd always like work with each other. Uh, throughout the years and finally my buddy went corporate his neighbor worked for some tech startup and they needed video content and he was like will you cut this for me and I cut it and I was like yeah well, sure whatever and they won like some huge grant at South by in 2021 they were like you got to come work Whoa. with us I was like I'm not leaving Disney to come work for I don't even know what you do and yeah. uh it's a tech startup and we basically created a production company internally with this tech startup and it's great so I get to Whoa. work with the guy that played guitar in my band in high school and uh That's we so have a cool. great shorthand and um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a blast. So anyway, everybody, please try And, and where are you based out of for bands in the area that might want to hit you oh, up yes. and have you come shoot their yes, shows? Yes, if
4: anybody if anybody needs photos for their band or knows somebody that needs photos for their band or knows somebody that needs photos for anything, um, I'm I live in Detroit, Michigan, but uh, I am willing to travel. Obviously, uh, I'm travel like I can travel anywhere in the Midwest, or I I can travel anywhere. I don't care. Maybe not to a different country, but anywhere. In the unless West. you're
1: flying her out, um, and she can get a yes, passport. Yes, unless you're gonna fly me split. out,
4: then I will go. <laughs> yes, I will go anywhere if you're gonna fly me out. Um, depends on what it is, I guess, but I will travel. Um, or if you're in Michigan, Michigan's cool too. I'll travel in the state or Ohio, um, any of the surrounding midwestern states. <laughs>
1: Awesome. Sam, this was a blast. I'm really glad we got to jump on the phone together and, uh, yes, and me chat too. about music.
4: Yes, thank you for having me on. I was so surprised when you messaged me. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to be on.
1: <laughs> awesome.